Welcome, welcome, welcome to another No Sins Energy show, man. What's up, man? Yes, back, man. What's going on? Yeah, man, I'm back, man. You know, I had a lot going on with the family, um, but we sorting that out. And, um, you know, I lost a real one. You know, my dad passed away last week. And, um, you know, one thing I, I, I always like to leave with, man, I had a phenomenal dad growing up. Oh, and um, yeah, bro. I had a phenomenal dad, you know, um, and I ain't just saying it because he's my dad. Um, you literally can go and ask anybody in the neighborhood, any of the kids that grew up in the neighborhood, any of the the uh, uh, the, the adults that grew up in the, and they'll tell you that he was a giver. Um, he looked out for people. Um, he, you know, he helped mentor and, 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 uh, he was there for, for the whole neighborhood, bro. Like, I ain't had one of them dads that was just there for us. When we went to go eat. Neighborhood hero. Yeah, everybody, everybody came through, bro. So, uh, you know, rest in peace to my dad, Bruce Holman. Uh, I love you. And um, I know that uh, heaven is rejoicing right now uh, in his presence. Because when I tell you he was a good soul, definitely a great uh so so i just want to put that out there but yeah man we here man listen my name is byron real estate investor out of houston texas primarily focus on the wholesale space do a little bit of creative finance fix and flip new construction new to the build to rent space definitely excited about that man um you know actually uh moving closer and closer to my frame and it's been raining uh for the last couple of weeks bro so it's been hard to even yeah. move my project bro it's horrible uh, it's raining, been raining and, and cold, cold. and freezing. Yeah, man, raining and cold, so I haven't been able to uh, get anything new up. But you know, we 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 just getting this thing started. Shout out to um, Kiki, Tasha, Leah. Appreciate y'all for the condolences. Appreciate everybody that's been reaching out. I, I had a lot of people reach out, and I appreciate every single one of the people who have reached out. Uh, through these through these times, I did kind of go blank for a little bit, but I'm back, baby. I'm back, and um, we got the funeral going on this weekend, uh, Saturday, and so um, looking forward to seeing all of the beautiful faces that I haven't seen in a while. Um, on that, but yeah, man, it's on you, Oh, We got a lot to talk about today, man. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about, man. It's gonna be a great conversation. It's gonna be a great conversation. But uh, good morning, everybody. O'Neill Parker, real estate investor, entrepreneur out of Lafayette, Louisiana. I've been investing in real estate since 2016. Full-time entrepreneur since 2020. Do all things real estate, but love passive income, love rentals. And um, excited, you know. I'm excited about what, what's coming to the real estate space. And, uh, you know, interest rates getting a little lower. You know, that makes everybody more excited. And I'm also the owner of Leverage Tour. Teach me how to leverage. They are currently like to work real estate with me. Yeah, man, let's get it, man. We, we got to, you know, some people say the title a little trigger. What's your thoughts, man? Put in the comments. If you just got women in the comments, man, what a, ain't got no men here no more. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, um, I'm. here's the thing. Oh, I'm hearing a lot of things on social media that's being promoted. 
And I would What's say that a lot of it, in, yeah, a lot of it is essentially a lot of rhetoric centered around putting women's potential back in a box, right? And it's limiting information. And I'm and I'm and this is the the, the scariest part about it. Oh, what I'm witnessing, right? I'm seeing a lot of women even comply to a certain degree with it. And I think the compliance, some of it is fake compliance, in my opinion. I believe some of it is fake compliance. And then the other piece of it is I think that it is. Uh, um, I think that it could also be harmful to a certain degree. Um, I think it could be harmful. And the reason why I think it can be harmful is because that ship has already sailed, bro. And this, you you know, I like to lead with data. It's not my opinion. It's not my opinion. The ship of the woman sitting at home and only, uh, doing household chores and you know tending to kids which that is a phenomenal job probably one of the the most uh uh valuable jobs but the truth the is bro job. yeah it, it is it is it's a dope job you know shout out to all of the women who who do that job but the truth is bro that it's not what the the data does not say that that is where most women are most women want to be most women are headed. That's not what the data is saying, oh. Um, and when I'm listening to the rhetoric and I'm looking at the data, I'm seeing a mismatch. I'm seeing a dramatic mismatch, too. It's not even like a little bit. What's your thoughts on that? A lot that? of it. Well, most times we think something. That's not the truth. Yeah. You know what? When I was younger, I thought everybody made the money, man. Even the people at McDonald's, I thought it was 40K, 50K a year. Look at the stats, man. The stats don't say that. You know, stats if you look on social that. media, everybody look everybody look rich. Stats don't say that. So the same with with this. You know, you think a lot of these women have any situation they're in. But they're not. That's it. It ain't true. And at the end of the day, you can't go off of what you feel and what you think. You got to go off of the truth. Truth is, they're not happy, bro. That's how I feel about it, Byron. You can't put emotions so, in it. We just got to read the facts. It's there. I'm a, I'm a big proponent, right, of having real and honest relationship and conversation, right? Now, when I'm looking at the landscape of relationships right now and how we're watching these wars kind of take place between, um, you know, which roles people are going to take men and women, all of these different things. I'm watching these, uh, social media wars take place. Right. I'm thinking to myself, I wonder, just wonder if maybe, maybe the fact that women are not fitting this, this stereotypical role, men are trying to push women into this role. 
women are acting as if they're open to accepting this role, but the truth, but the stats say that they're not accepting this role. And the fact that men are pushing women into this role, I wonder if that is creating some level of imbalance, right? Because nobody's being real, right? I, I believe every great relationship has to be built on a real foundation or it will crumble. Have you ever heard anything like that, O? Correct. Correct. A lot of relationships are built on a false foundation. That's why the divorce rate is shooting up. It's crazy. You know? So, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, we love to lead with 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 the with the data, right? As to how this is taking place and 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 why I believe this narrative, in my opinion, is potentially dangerous. I think it's dangerous, bro, uh, because we are too far gone and I don't see it changing. So this is what we want to do. If anybody is open to joining in on this discussion, because I definitely want to get. Definitely want to get some folk uh, to join in on this discussion today. If you are free to join in, uh, uh, definitely tap in with us. Because I want to hear your opinion. <laughs> Oh, we got Bam Bam in the building. He said, yeah, communication is is the true issue. One person thinking their version, vision is the same. Exactly. Exactly. So, Bam Bam, definitely want to get you in on this conversation. Get your take on this. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was talking to O, and we were talking about how uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of the traditional relationships are still taking place, but you you typically see those in more of the rural, you know, kind of, you know, uh, country areas, you country know what I'm towns. saying? Yeah, country <laughs> towns. But once you move into the city, you know, that starts to slow, that rapidly dissipate. I was about to say slowly dissipate. Actually, it rapidly dissipates. Uh, and again, this is just based on the numbers, not my opinion, right? So I definitely want to get your opinion on this. Um, so if anybody want to join in, Definitely hit the link. <laughs> Bam Bam said, I do live in the country. Hey, you know what? You know what, Bam Bam? Yeah. I ain't going to lie to you. That's where a lot of the traditional stuff is still taking place. And if you want that, you know, I I, I believe that it's possible uh, in some of the smaller towns, the more rural towns. Once you move into the city, uh, yeah, you, you're looking at a different reality. What, what, why do you think that is? Bam, man, I told that man that countrymen they built different bro yeah <laughs> like i'm saying bro like men from the country they're not they're not to get out the mud for real yeah boys from the city man like i told uh byron yesterday you call five of them to change the tire shit three of them go call triple a four <laughs> of them probably call triple a that's a fact and the fifth one maybe not a change of tire but Man, from the country, man, that tire change. It's out the car, on the car. Y'all back in the car in five, ten minutes. <laughs> change <laughs> the battery. Ain't, you know what I'm saying? My battery Fact. did. Well, go to the, uh, what you call that? Armstrong, whatever that thing called. What is it called? Firestone. All right, what I'm going to do with the battery? <laughs> they don't know how to use their hands. They don't know how to fix nothing. So, you know what I'm saying? Country men built different. And we was talking about a lot of men that's from the country. A wife don't work. Like for me, growing up, my grandma, my grandma didn't work. Both my grandmas didn't work, and my mom was adoption work. 
And then that, I guess that it transitioned to me. My wife had to work since she was 23. So when he said that, I was like, man, yeah, he's kind of right. Now we was in, lived in Houston, uh, uh, LA, Detroit. It may not be the same thing. I don't know. Probably not. Nah, it's a high likelihood it wouldn't be, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, it's a high likelihood that that would not be the reality. I know that uh, for me, my wife has, she's had bouts where she's not worked. But for the most part, I think she's happier when she is working. Um, and uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't give a give her nothing, you know, about that. I let her do what, what makes her happy. Um, but I want to, I want to, I want to move into some of these stats. So matter of fact, before we do that, before we do that, do you think, oh, if a woman is looking to find that husband, right? Cause a lot of women think, you know, I'm gonna move to Houston. I'm gonna move to Atlanta or I'm gonna go move to, to LA. <laughs> do you mm. think that that woman would have more luck if she moved to Baton Rouge, Louisiana <laughs> or Shreveport? Yeah. You go to the big city, you're going to have a good time. That's what you're going for. Mm. You're going for a good time. Everybody Straight trying to up. turn up. They ain't trying to get married. Wow. Yeah, you got a better chance, you know, going to a smaller city for sure. Is it uh, TG says, 100%. in my area, the average home price is 500 k Wages stagnant since the 70s. The reality is most cannot afford a traditional marriage. We need two incomes to survive and live in multifamily. Hey, you know what? That's another That's issue with being in the city, city, right? So, so, So if you look at Houston, right? If you look at Houston, you know, I'm always looking at housing prices. And one thing I've noticed is the dramatic increase in properties value, right? I mean, it's not even, when I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about dramatic increase in, in, I'm going to show you something real quick. I'm going to show you a quick stat. And um, this right here is alarming. I'm I'm just showing you what what is taking place here in Houston right now, oh. I don't know if you guys I know your price is crazy. Bro, look at this right here. I used right? to look at the watch. I used to look at it in two thousand eight, nine, and ten. This is a Keep house back. that I was looking at uh, yesterday. I was I was checking out uh, a house and looking at it as an investment opportunity because the 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 property doesn't cash flow. But look at look at the value uh, increase. Oh, in two thousand and nineteen, I could literally go pick this property up for sixty seven thousand dollars. In 2019. How many years ago was that? Wow. Five years ago. That's when it started going crazy. Five years ago. <laughs> Look at this. Five years ago, I could literally buy this house, right? It's a small house. Nothing, nothing fancy at all. It needs a full rehab. All of the things. Look at this. Oh, in 2020, that saying that property went from 67,000 to 82,000. In 2021, it went up to a hundred. And five thousand. Then it went up to one hundred and twenty-one thousand. Now it's sitting at, listen to me, one hundred and fifty thousand. This is the tax value. This is not the yeah, actual. Yeah, it it's way more than that. The tax value is way cheaper. This property is probably worth about two twenty. Probably. So when you live in a city where you're witnessing rapid growth, do is it feasible 
to put women or, or, or focus on trying to put that woman back in the box. When you like, uh, like the lady was just saying in the chat, you're looking at 500,000, right? For the average home in the area, average home. So we, we're going to dive deep on this and, and, and see, you know, what, what the reality of this thing is saying. I want to hear, uh, Oh, we got my we got my guy Darby in the building. I, I definitely got to get him in. Bam Bam in the building. Shout out my guy Bam Bam. Bam Bam, what's your thoughts on uh, what we talking about today? I know you live in the country, so your perspective. Yeah, you know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little bit country man. man. <laughs> you know how it is, but it's a it's a it's it's a complex situation because. We actually started my wife not working because we didn't have the money for daycare. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You got daycare, you over here paying five, six, seven, seven hundred a month. We had it. So yeah. she had to sacrifice being home and I had to go get a paycheck. That's smart. Mm. But hell yeah. I but did that now it's, too. I was like, man, you might as well stay home. Yeah, them little badass kids. I wasn't staying home. <laughs> Hell no! Nah. I can't. Mm -mm. I can't stay at that's home. That's a punishment. Yeah, that's a punishment. When I get home, I ain't trying to be with them either. I'm gonna hit them up. Yeah, we got that little hour. You did to play with y'all for an hour and leave me the hell alone. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. That is hilarious. So, 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 tell me this, Bam that's Bam. Real. That's so, real though. Yeah, it is. It is. Tell me this, Bam Bam. So when you're looking at a situation to where, uh, you know, that's $700 a month. That, that, that is crazy. Um, that is that is crazy. $700 a month is damn near like a whole uh, salary. A so tell me this, Bam Bam. What'd you say? That's a house thing. Yeah. No value it's house. at least a good solid VA salary. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so tell me this, Bam Bam. When you when you uh when y'all made that assessment, so you did it based on financial reasons. It was based on yeah, financial absolutely. reasons. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And and uh uh but it wasn't economic, it wasn't economic for you. I mean it was I mean it was economic for you, but it wasn't just because you were trying to say, okay, my lady need to be at home. No, I mean I wanted that home too because my mom always was a stay-at-home mom, and I kind of it wasn't the fact that I don't want her out there working. It was like I want my kids to have somebody at home. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't want both of their parents to always be out grinding for a paycheck. And if somebody got sacrificed, I'd rather it be me because I feel like kids they grow up with at least one parent around them a lot more. You know what I'm saying? They they got better chances at success, and they kind of understand your family values and traditions and your morals compared to going out there and letting just any average person spend more time with your kids than you do. Now they learning from that family. They living, you know what I'm saying? They coming off their traditions. That's a fact, right? That's a fact. So how do we, yeah, like how that. do we navigate this? How do we navigate this successfully? Oh, in your opinion, when we looking at, um, especially in the city, let's talk to my city folk real quick. Um, how, how what, what what would you think would be the appropriate way to navigate a situation where you got, I know here in Houston, I think the average home price is probably sitting somewhere around in the three hundred thousands, right? At this point, Shit, you ain't gonna um, like mine. <laughs> I do like mine, I, I, 
I am going to like it. I'm going to like it. Talk about it. <laughs> well, you know, you got to look at it. The average house price is, what you say, 300? Probably about 300. Let me see what the average, let me, let me, let me get the facts on that. You know, I like to get the facts. Let me see. Average. Yeah, but let's just talk about the, the, the facts of it. You don't have to live there. That's a choice to live there. You can move 30 minutes away. Yeah. You can move an hour away. So at the end of the day, if you can't afford where you want to live, that means you don't need to live there. Just go move a little bit further out where it's more cheaper. And you can yeah, do a little bit more thing. That's why we didn't live in Charlotte. We we move on outskirts of Charlotte, about 45 minutes from Charlotte, but house is half the price there. Come on, man. So I think there's a problem, Byron. People want things typically they can't afford. Maybe you need to sacrifice maybe five, six years, move somewhere more affordable. So you get more on your feet, you get in your career, you're making more money, then you get where you want to move. So I think the biggest thing is people need to figure out the difference between wants and needs. The Just average, you know you like the city life. Don't mean you need to need to, to be heavy. The average city, I mean the average home price in Houston right now is three hundred and forty thousand dollars. So three hundred and forty thousand dollars is the average home price here in Houston. And so, you know, we, we, you know, so maybe maybe you're right. Maybe somebody need to get the hell up out of there. Maybe you need to go. Oh, absolutely. That's <laughs> city life hard now. That's expensive. City life you got to think about the house is more expensive. Daycare is more expensive. Uh, more traffic. More competition for jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can live 45 minutes away and still have the same lifestyle. You just got to drive a little longer. It's some type. It's some level of sacrifice needs to be taken. I don't care what big big city you in. You got thirty more minutes, forty five more minutes. You get a whole lot bigger house, way more yard if you want yard. Your dog could actually stretch his legs outside. You know what I'm saying? Your kids could play in the backyard instead of going to the park. So, me personally, I think the lifestyle is better because you get more for less. That's just me though. Yeah, but a lot of people like to see the big buildings and all that, man. You rather go, your dog go use the bathroom on turf instead of real grass. I I did. Nobody want to cut grass no more, Byron. Nobody want to cut grass no, no more, man. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I'm not interested in that deal either. But I, I like some real grass. We got my guy Darby in the building, man. I definitely want to get his take. Well, his, well, I don't know if he, I don't know if his, his system is connected or not, but. Let's see if we get Darby in here, man. Um, I would say this, oh, uh, when I when I think about it, I know that um I know for my wife, she likes the city. You with us, Darby? Yeah, I do. I just rolled in. What's going on? Well, for man? the most part, for the most part, most women like the city, of course. Well, you know, my wife like it because she feels like the suburbs are depressing. Um, she feels <laughs> like she feels like the suburbs are depressing and um she don't like being in an area where it's just not a lot of activity. She likes to be able to see, you know, people doing oh, things, being moving. happy. Yeah. yeah. Just life taking place. Like she wants to be in a life uh, zone. And a lot of times, man, when you in, you in the, in the suburbs, bro, it's just nothing to do in that area. And it's, it ain't even about nothing to do. It's just not seeing a lot of activity can, can be depressing to some people. Would you rather? Um, 
you know, now that I've gotten a chance to kind of live in the city, um, I like it, bro. It it it's motivating. It's um, it's motivating. It's um, just overall more fun. You got access to more things. It is more expensive, a lot more expensive, right? But then you also are able to take advantage of some of that appreciation too, from an investment standpoint. Um, rapid appreciation. So so it's you know it, it's just one of those things you got to take into consideration. Some people are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if that's true, <laughs> I agree. I agree to that. I agree you know. with that. Yes, indeed. What, what, what's your well, thoughts? It's harder to find a wife in the city, man. It's harder to find. Yes, yeah, it's very man. difficult. And a husband. And a husband. They all, they a lot, all a lot of options in that. Options and opportunities. <laughs> what's up, Darby? Good morning, man. Good morning, fellas. Good to see you back, brother. We should talk about this conversation, man. Uh, so I, I kind of hopped on kind of late. Um, however, uh, for what I picked up, you know, it's it's definitely it's a simpler life out in the country. But I think what happens is uh, people they get stuck on the temporary, thinking it's forever, right? Mm. So you know, it's the whole stay down until you can get up, you know, type situation that people don't. Um, kind of plan on, you know, they don't, they don't plan well. So I think the whole situation where people is like, you know what, let's go ahead and move out the country for, you know, I mean, move out the city for two to three years so we can, you know, get our bread up. Then we can move back, you know, into the city as soon as we stable. But I think people get stuck in complacency where, you know, two, three years, it turned to five or six. And, and they get they get like a little weary and they're like, you know, I don't want to do this no more. You know, they, they're scared of the sacrifice because sacrifice doesn't have, you know, necessarily a time limit sometimes. And I love being in the city. I, I, I promise you I do. I do anything to stay in the city. But if it came down to it, I go ahead and move 45 minutes out. But that's going to motivate me to get back to the situation I'm used to, you know, because uh, I like the fast pace. I like you know, the moving and grooving, because I'm, I'm just like you, Byron. It's inspiring. It's, it's motivating. It makes me not lazy. If I was out in the country for, for years, I promise you I'd be lazy. I, I wouldn't want to do much. You know, I probably have a farm or whatever, but it, I had to do something to keep me busy. But, uh... Anybody say it was, it was farm country. Damn, Darby, you taking it extreme. Shut up. Uh, shut up, boy. I, I, knew, I knew you were going to say something, boy. I, I drove 45 yeah, minutes out to your crib before. And you, you ain't waiting no traffic down. the whole time. You ain't you ain't hit no traffic the whole way out there, did you? <laughs> no, but I was scared. Of, I was scared of damn police out there because they sitting out. They bored. They waiting for to pull the nigga over. We ain't so got to le- schedule a trip to Walmart off based off traffic. Whatever, dog. Whatever. Anywho, <laughs> anywho, the thing is though, uh, you know, people just. I think it's just the social media era of what people think like the luxury life looks like in the city and so on and so forth that keeps them out of wanting to stay down for uh, for a couple of years to make sure they stack their paper up and get to that point of life. So uh, that's my point on what I've heard so far. But if y'all got any other, any other topics to bring up, I'm more than welcome to, uh, you know, answer. Yeah, we actually getting rid of the transition. Do you man, ever think that? it'll come back? What's your thoughts about that, Bob? What's that? Do you think we'll see that more how family used to be? Dad stay at home. I mean, the, the mom, the okay. mom stay at home, and daddy go to work. 
You think that we will rise think, up or go back? I think, go down? I think we're gonna always see women who will, because I'd be damned if my 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 wife is working while I got a newborn. I I just don't want to see that. I don't want to see. I you know I don't want to see a woman sit you know working and then taking care of like some 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 young kids. Uh, at the same time, you don't time, want to have the baby and the baby to daycare. No, nah, bro. After yeah, after bro, six nah, my weeks? baby is not going to no daycare, bro. That's not happening. We're gonna have to whatever we got to work out. We got <laughs> we no go. that out. Yeah, that's a no go, bro. We got to figure something else out. Man, you um, can't trust everybody with your kids. No, man. No, man. No. Yeah, these daycares get a little out of hand, dog. Yeah, bro. bro I, I they can't overcrowded. See it. They overcrowded, overworked, underpaid. They Under- mad. And next thing you know. Mad. Your kid getting bit by another kid in the class. You like now want to fight their dad. Uh, you know it, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. And you know I, I've been there before. I've been there before where I was like, you know, I took my kid to uh, what I thought was her homeschool, but here in Charlotte they call it Title One school, which is pretty much like a little poverty school. Orient orientation day. They over there playing. The, the teacher is talking about the school, whatever. A little boy bit my daughter on the hand. I said, Yeah, we ain't we ain't gonna be here. I transfer her immediately. That yeah, and I would, school I didn't even start. That. I would hate that news. I would hate that news right there. Uh, mm-hmm. at, you, at, the other piece of that too, Darby, is the is the, is the sick. I mean, kids be sickly, bro. Like every time, all the time, all the time. every time they don't they don't sanitize. Even in these public schools, dog. You know, you just got to make sure. Like, all right. I hope nobody get offended. Uh, ah, man, see what you got. Yeah, I'm gonna say what I gotta say, and I hope this trans this transitions really well to those folks. But it's more it's, it's the non-colored people who send their kids to school, however, looking however, and because my school go my daughter goes to a predominantly white school just by happenstance, and some of the kids it'd be 30 degrees outside, and they got basketball shorts on with a with a t-shirt, nothing mm. else. Wiping their nose or whatever, whatever, and look crazy. I'm just like, why? And the next thing you know, my daughter coming home school, home from school sick, like crazy. And I'm like, come on, dog, come on, dog. Like, you know, you know how we grew up, you know, where they was like, you better put a hat on your head. You walking out of the house with three layers of Vaseline on your face. You got two pairs. You got a long johns and some jeans on. You sweating in the inside. They they made sure that you ain't go to school looking crazy. So. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I hope I ain't defend nobody, but I hope your kids dress well in this weather. Hey, you know they ain't got Medicaid though. That that's why they ain't taking their kids to doctor. They send their ass to school. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. That is hilarious. You know, but but I want I want to know the answer to this question, right? Because uh, we do have uh, the God. We definitely gotta get Ooh. you. We got, oh we gotta get God. you. On. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to bring that up. What's I that? think uh, <laughs> he's watching a kid a gender role. Ooh, my God. That's a good one. You know, it's I'm crazy, bro. Lie. You know, uh, uh, shout out to my dad, right? Because my dad was very active in our, in, our in, in, in us growing up, right? We didn't go to daycare either. My parents were both, I would say, honestly, bro, they were duly active in terms of uh, their dealing, dealings with, 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 with us. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it was no. I don't know, bro. My dad was very active with us growing up, um, extremely. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Uh, 
if there's a a, a a direct gender role, I plan on definitely being pretty active with mine, you know, but I say that now, you know, you never know what that's going to be like. <laughs> you cleared that up fast, didn't you? You wild, yeah, boy. Yeah, I'm speaking <laughs> you, out of wild. You, you cleared that up super fast. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, I was speaking out of ignorance, you know what I'm saying? I, you, you know, you, you never know. But I do... Uh, you know, I mean, my dad was real, real active with us. But I want to know, I want to know real quick though, Darby and and old Bam. Do we ever see a reality, right, where honestly, but and, and I'm gonna pull out the data after this. How do you feel about women being right? Because we all listen to the, to the new red pill, you know, uh, talking points. And and in some some cases, I, I've grown to agree with some of the talking points. But when I'm looking at the data and I'm looking at reality, I'm not seeing this in reality. I'm not seeing it. Do we see it. a day where women will ever be um, subjected to traditional gender roles and not allowed to? come outside of those roles. What's your take on gender roles in society? You think about women going back to how it used to be a long time ago? That's what you're talking yeah, about? going back. That's, that's dead. <sighs> that ain't coming back, though. Yeah. 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 I partially agree with you, O. And the reason why I say partially, because, you know, all right, so I got two folk. A lot of people, or a lot of women, rather, are wanting to enter in the soft girl era. You know, they, mm. and, it, and it looks like a polished life, right? However, the caveat to that is a lot of how we grew up. And I guess I can speak for majority of our culture. Our parents, you know, both our parents had to work. So it wasn't a lot of traditional roles going on. So a lot of them don't really, oh, they're about to kill me. They don't know how to cook. Hey, they, don't know, they, they don't know. They don't know how to cook. They don't really know what the the role of a wife looks like. You know, they don't know what the role of a stay at home mom looks like. They just, know that it's a position right but when and i say that for for men as well as far as you know being a husband but it's just like they don't know what that looks like and they don't know how to play that role but then when somebody who is a man that loves traditional lifestyle they give them that they're, ah, that's too much work now nah, i don't want to be you know figure out meals you know six seven days out the week I don't want to have to continue to wash clothes all the time. You know, even if you provide a, 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 you know, a maid or a housekeeper or so on and so forth, that stuff gets, it get, it can, it can get tiring. Right. But I do see some women who prefer the stay at home mom role. Um, but it's just like to a minimum, I don't really see anyone who's like, you know what? Anything my household needs, including the personnel who is in this house, they are going to get me hand and foot. 
because it looks too hard. It looks exhausting. When you become a servant of your household, it, it still it still can feel tedious. It can feel like a task. But that's the role that you may choose. So it's like, what do you want? You can't have the soft girl era. You have kids, and then somebody else taking care of them. I don't know. We got a a nanny twenty four seven. Like I'm all I'm all for women having a nanny, you know, to have breaks and stuff like that. But if you want to, you know, be a traditional stay at home mom, you have to play those roles. A hundred percent. Ain't no fifty percent. It's a hundred percent. And men have to do the same thing because they out there, you know, bringing home the checks and so on and so forth. They're playing their part because y'all chose that. So it's it's like I'm I'm leaning towards it's like 50-50 almost, but a lot of people don't want to entail that that type of job. Yeah, I see. I think I, you're right. I think you got to choose. I think it's a hundred and a hundred though. You just gotta choose which side of a hundred you want to be on. But when they get that they when they get that hundred, they like, hey, this might be too much. It's like it's just like some people, some people get they like, oh, I'm about to make a hundred and fifty thousand at FedEx or UPS. But when they start Tossing them boxes, getting paper cuts, tripping over stuff. They're like, all right, man, is this 150K worth it? But see, I'm a hundred percent responsible for making sure we got a house. Yeah, as a as a husband and as a man, of course. And, and but we're talking about the traditional roles of a woman, though. Yeah, but she makes it a home. She a hundred percent responsible for making it a home. So she needs to keep up with the cleaning. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna pay all the bills. She ain't got to pay no bills, but she clean, she cook. She can help the kids at homework. She makes it a home. I can't right. make it a home without her. I'm making a house. I got the house. I'm going to have a house right. with or without her. 110%. So that's why we're 100 100 because without her, I ain't got no home. I got a house. See, I'll be honest. I'll be honest, Bam. Your, your, your wife is phenomenal. You know, that that's my sister. She's she's different. Right, don't hype up. Don't hype up. She all right. She all right. All right. She different. But I'm, t- I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, though, it's a lot of people who, who want to be married. They want to get married, but they don't want to play the role. They just want to have the title. Oh, yeah, that's definite because it's easy to not. I'm not going to lie, fella. A lot of men don't want that role no more either, though. A lot of men ain't trying to provide 100%. They try to put their 50 in the pot and they out of there. Yeah. So we got to talk. Right, yeah. We got to talk yeah. on both sides. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of men out here, they want the, they want the new cars. They don't want to pay all the bills because they rather go buy a new whip. You know man, I gave, I'm I gave up my charge to go buy my wife a car. <laughs> hey, man. Mm. Well, you're a real man, though. A lot, a lot of men these days, they care about themselves, and that's it. That's facts. That's so facts. I would say they, bro, I would they, say they don't even want to be husbands, though. Oh. They don't. Yeah, so, so I would say they... A lot of men out here... I know y'all do. We didn't always see these relationships. A lot of men bri- driving brand new vehicles and their wife is driving some old vehicles. That's a fact. Like you a know lot why, men, though? A lot of men not putting their, their women first these days. They putting themselves first. Yeah, they ain't, they ain't drawing him in it. Yeah. Now, we got my guy, the God, in the building, man. I definitely got to get his take on this. What's your, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts? What's up, man? Good morning. Peace, everybody. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I know. I heard you say. I heard you say that you know, any, any woman of yours is not gonna be, uh, you know, she's not gonna be working while she had a, a new baby, or there's not gonna be daycare and all of that. And uh, my my only question is, is uh, when did when did being a mom become taboo? Like, 
people make it like it's a uh like it's a consequence or like it's a penalty to be a mom in this day and age and like it's such a rigid gender role. But I think mothers are like the most important part of the family. They're the first teachers, they're the first nurturers. But I, I, I see people looking at it like, oh, you putting a shackle on me because you you making me a mom or I got to watch the children or something like that. I don't know what's y'all thoughts. Hey, God, a lot of a lot of women don't want to be moms when they want to be outside. They well, now be we got we gotta keep it real in this situation. The, now, listen, I think social media is saying that moms. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. Oh, I promise you, it is, dog. These kids becoming accessories. Yeah. You know, they want to dress them up and cute. Oh, my baby got J's. My baby wearing baby fur coats or whatever. Snap a pic for the Instagram or whatever. But they spending, you know, 90% of their time at grandma's house. If grandma around. Wow. Oh, like, come God. on now. I know I know people personally who do that. And, and I'm personally getting on their ass right now. Because ain't nobody, uh, ain't nobody that know me personally. You, you're not about to be a deadbeat around me. You know what I mean? That, that's not that's not gonna fly. So, just like just like what uh what the guy was saying, man, it's just like it, it, it is becoming taboo because kids are be becoming accessory. But but who who's to say? You know, it's like it wasn't it was it because that's how their parents raised them. Like as a culture, we got to we got to break a lot of the cycles that we grew up on and just create our own. And, and forget about the narrative that people saying, oh, that's corny. Oh, only white people do that. This, that, and the third. No, no, though. You know, like these kids have like true mental health issues to where they battling on a day to day, you know, what, what to do, how to do it. Are they going to be judged or do they, their parents love them X, Y, and Z. So, you know, we just, we just got to break that cycle. But I don't, I also don't see it only in our culture too. I'm starting to see it in other people's culture as well. Uh, and it's quite sickening because it's getting, it's getting crazy. All right. Keep it a band though. I know more good daddies than I know good mamas. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. Oh, my I'm God. Be real. I think. Hey, oh, hold on, hold on. Amazing. You got to break that down. Ooh. <laughs> What? Black men stepped up major, man. I see dads at all the sporting events. You starting to see them at the school. Dads is taking in. And moms, they just there for for what it brings them. They govern, they uh section eight, they Ooh. food stamps. They don't Ooh. really care about them kids like that. Now that's some I ain't knocking them off. But most of the ones out there, they just they want kids for what it does for them. Yeah, they love benefits. The benefit. They don't love what they kid like. Ooh. They don't care about their kid doing great or being great or supporting them mentally, physically. They care about what that kid can do for them. It's a utility weapon. Ooh. They control. They control. Lie, that man. Oh my God, Uncle Sam. I ain't gonna lie, babe. I'm not a lady, but that triggered me, man. <laughs> hey, boy. <laughs> Yo, that conversation about to be on fire, man. The God, what's everybody? I don't care. My wife know me. She know how I'm a triggering person. And I don't need nobody validation because I got Oh, we got done in the building with the in the building. Oh, oh with his wife, Lord have mercy. Yes, indeed. We I need see a lot. I this. see like a lot. A lot of people like try to keep fathers out of the out of the uh, children's lives. Oh, the relationship whoa. dissolves, and then you know they try to keep the father out of the life, and then you know the father tries and tries, but then they turn the children against the father, and it's just bad like that, man. I mean, because you get into these relationships. Like, listen, listen, I, I don't want to trigger nobody. But listen, this hey, is what we I, got, this That's is real, I though. Yeah, right? You see the trend on Instagram. You see the lady on Instagram. She's showing all her body parts. Then a few weeks later, 
you see her with the man. Then a few weeks later, you see her with the baby. And then a few weeks later, you see her with the bodies and then the babies and no man. I don't know, man. This is a trend I keep seeing, man. I don't know, man. It's just bad relationships. People is attracted to outer appearances and not really cultivating a family. And hey, when you uh when you get a job, don't you got to have like a approved work attire? Oh yeah. So how come when a man mother attire? Yeah. So if I tell my wife she shouldn't wear something or she can't post something, why is that wrong? But your job can tell you what to wear or what not to post. That's the thing. They really well, that, that's been my analogy for years. Don't have more respect for your job than you do have for your household. I kid you not. That's a quick. That's a quick way to get fired in both places. My God, and you'll get fired in that marriage too. Yeah, I gotta get places. done in it. Don't do I that. Get done in on this conversation. We gotta get <laughs> done in the in the wifey. In the wife. Hey, that's wisdom. Right now. That's yeah, we got. We about to have some wisdom come through. Talk yeah. to her. <laughs> you know, I had to bring my wife in on this one. I've been yes. talking about my wife. Y'all ain't met my wife on camera. So everybody know, about to get a whooping now. Listen, man, I wish I would try to tell her what she can and cannot wear. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so not listen, Byron, just, just, let's just ask this question. Go back to ask that question about the gender roles. And do you see um, it um, about women? not being allowed to whatever yeah and, and and let's see what um can you ask that question again and then yeah so so i want to know do we do we do we do we think that we are because it's a lot of rhetoric about trying going on on social media trying to recondition women to you know uh the standards of the 1950s 1940s right and some of it may be well intent. Some of it may be, you know, not well intent. But do you ever see a day where women will go to a space to where there are less rights for women or less uh, they're they're less productive members in society from a uh, economic standpoint in the workplace? Do you see that being a reality, or do you see that not being a reality? Um, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> And no, and no, not at all. And no, 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 hell no. <laughs> why do you Why do you say that? Um, I I think once the 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 horse the horse is out the barn, it's it's a little difficult. Towards me, it's a little difficult to to uh, put the horse back in the barn. But but let me ask this question. So we get this 1950s woman. Is she going to be with a 1950s man? Ooh. 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 Might be with a 2025 man. That's well, what, does, what does a 1950s man look like? Work? I mean, why does a 2045 man want a 1950s woman? Ooh. Mm. I mean, what, what, do you, what do you do with that? I mean, what is it about maybe modern women that you are uncomfortable with that you think that you got to go retro to be happy or to get what you want. Hmm. You know, th this is what I think. That's a good question. This is what I think about that. I think what has happened is we have witnessed women evolve. 
and evolve in financially, educationally. Um, they're, uh, they, they've gotten the opportunity to see the world, experience the world in a lot of ways. And I think some, and, and in some cases, women and in some areas are actually surpassing men in experience, education, financially. Everything. A lot of ways. And I think... So you just said it, though, Bob, before you go too far. Is that threatening? The women have evolved. The men stayed the same. Men have not evolved. All got I worse. Think, all got worse. All, all gotten worse. Oh. God, but, what's but the how, how does evolution make you not want to raise your children? How, how, is, how is it making us better that nobody wants to actually be a nurturer for children? That doesn't make sense. That's not evolution because now we're losing a crucial aspect of what it is to bring a person into society as an actual family-minded person. It just doesn't make sense. Is that true, though? We can't all be. We can't all be about business. So much about business that we forget about what family is. Cousins don't. Brothers and sisters don't know each other because the family split apart. It's just crazy, man. That's ridiculous. Is, is, is that really true that that women don't want to be nurturers? Is that true? I'll be honest in there in this in this era in it's a lot of them that don't that don't want that position. They don't want that position. I'll be honest with you. They're gonna and pass it on they're father, gonna pass on to big kids and grandparents. <laughs> because kids are they too. They they don't care for their success, they care for what they bring them. Um, I, I think what, what, what I see and what I have experienced as, as a woman is that what, what we have now are some options that maybe weren't available before. Um, I don't know that you should be threatened by by me having those options, but I, I would also disagree uh, with something someone said earlier. I think as women have evolved, if, if to use a word that's been used before, and I don't know that I like that word necessarily, I think men have evolved. I think Don is a different person um, from day one of our marriage to, you know, year 23 of our marriage. I, I think he's evolving because of the relationship and we're both growing. And, and, and the good thing for us is that I think we're both growing in the same direction. Um, because if, if I'm growing and he's stuck, that's not going to work. If he's growing and I'm stuck, that's not going to work. May I ask a question? Sure. Okay. So a lot of this, a lot of these times in this era, you know, and I don't know, and I don't want to assume uh, your involvement in social media, but what we're seeing is a lot of people are backing out of the traditional roles, even though we're, we're modern folk, is because of the task at hand of said position, whether it's being a husband or wife, whether it's being um, father or mother, or breadwinner, or not the breadwinner, 
of you know the the wife or the husband who's the breadwinner can i ask you a personal question as regards to how you and mr don started to where y'all at now uh you can ask okay have you and i don't know what y'all y'all's positions right now as far as work but mr don's always on the show were you working at the time at the beginning of your marriage as opposed to now yes i was okay so did you consider that as what we call it 50 50 mm, in, maybe, in your marriage maybe maybe more or less but okay. I, i'm not wedded to the 50 50 model right definitely, definitely not right okay so but but both how you know both of you work when was it a point to where y'all you know, Mr. Don has retired you, or if you're still working at this point in time? Uh, I'm retired. Mr. Don didn't retire me. I'm, I retired. Okay. The reason why I ask is because we're, we're losing a, a lot of working together in relationships. So that's where I, I grasp on wisdom in marriages like you two, because y'all work together to get to a certain position you like you know what you're at a at a period of time you know babe i want to retire people think that when both households are working they're going to work forever rather than hey you're going to we're both going to work and then once we get to this point you don't have to work anymore but i'll continue to work or i'll just continue to do my investments and so on and so forth because most men they don't they don't like sitting stagnant you know um you know most most black men that i know they don't like sitting stagnant they always got to be doing something but we're in an era and i think when you came to the the topic or whatever as far as gender roles people don't want to work together no more this is like either you got it to take care of me or you don't and if you don't got it i don't want you and i don't want to do nothing with you so that's where we come in in a lot of uh, a lot of issues is where if the man don't make five hundred thousand a year and I don't have to work, then I don't want to. And we're talking about 30-year-olds. We ain't talking about 45, 50 plus and so on and so forth. We're talking about 30-year-olds who don't want to work or raise kids at home and so on and so forth. It's kind of it's kind of getting to a point to where just let, let me live my lavish life and you just give me the money. That's what it's starting to look like. So that's why we're kind of having these conversations in our age group, in our day and age, or for the single people who are looking for relationships. But I can I can kind of tap in on that. Um, you know what an echo chamber is? I do not. Okay, echo chamber is this. Your social media is curated around what you're used to seeing, what you're used because you know the algorithm picks up what you like, what you're clicking on, what you're watching, and you. So what you're going to get is more of that. And so I'm I'm wondering if what you're seeing on social media may be different from what you might see um, at your, you know, the, when you talk to people at your church or at your social club, or when you get out in real life, um, or, or are you getting all of this input from social media and then, and then, and then drawing conclusions? So, Absolutely not. Okay, great. I, I'm, I'm heavy, I'm heavy involved in the church and a lot of people down around, have the same mindset that I do. Uh, however, it's what we're facing when we're dating 
in the world. You know, you know, some people say, you know, as far as my church folk, you know, when you date, when you're out in the world dating and so on and so forth, where not necessarily people, everybody's in the church where they have that foundation. So I get where you're going, but as far as everyone else, that's a good question for them. But I see where you're going for that, Mr. Don. Okay, I just I just wanted to make sure that we you know we, we the the data that we're using to make decisions is is actual real life stuff and not curated just on social media. That's all I'm trying to say. I want I want to we got Otavine OT in the building. Um, I definitely want to get her take on the OT. You with us? Um, I am. I don't know if you can hear me or not. I can hear you. Oh yeah, we can hear you. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? We good. Good. What's your thoughts about the conversation? Yeah. What's your thoughts on this? Um, Well, I was just tapping in, um, kind of just listening to some of what Mr. Uh, Ms. Don's. I'm sorry. Mr. Don's wife and Darby were saying the title, I think, is what got my attention, to be honest. Um, I guess how to control. (laughs) I was trying to figure out why control was necessary, but I guess that's what it was. It's clickbait, right? So, you know, I'm here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think, um, I don't know, I guess a lot of the conversation around relationships, I guess social media to me is not, it's disingenuine. And I think that might've been why um, Mr. Don asked where Darby was probably getting some of his uh, knowledge as far as where people were dated on a day-to-day. But um, why do you need to control a high-earning woman is the question that I want to know. Um, and I think from a female perspective, when I heard um, when I heard Mr. Don's wife ask, I think she asked, like, if that's, I think, I forget exactly how she asked it. But what I heard was, was it coming from females? Or to me, that's what it sounded like, how she asked the question or where you were getting this information from. So. I don't know. I'm just kind of like I said. I'm just tapping in, just listening. I was um, I was wanting to hear if anybody had to answer how to control um, a high earning female, if that was the objective of the conversation. But um, I'm just here. I'll tap in, I guess, when need. Well, you know, how, what do you? What do you? How do you think? What What's your thoughts on the new dynamic where women are becoming increasingly more and more the breadwinners in families? This This is like a real thing. It's not talked about on social media, but when you look at the data, the data suggests that this is a real thing. If they're not the breadwinners, a lot of them are making equal to the partners that they're with. And, you know, obviously they're really doing more. So being a breadwinner. They're really doing more because they're making the same amount of money and they're taking care of the house and the kids and all that. This is a fact. That's basically what you was getting to, by. That's this is a fact. I'm sorry. Uh, Um, I'm sorry, um, Mr. Don. What is your wife's name again? So I can stop calling her Mr. Don's wife. <laughs> Patricia. Thank you. I'm sorry, Miss Patricia. Um, <laughs> I think um, it's just so. What the question is is, what about that makes you uncomfortable for me? Because I guess somebody being a breadwinner doesn't necessarily make them. That doesn't make them the man in a relationship. That doesn't exactly. mean that they're. That doesn't mean that they're more masculine. So I guess what is it about a woman making more money or being a breadwinner that actually makes you more uncomfortable? Because that was the question, and I don't think anybody answered it when she asked it. So I'll ask it again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, can we yeah. 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 Um. I, 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 exactly. I, I, 
it's women making more money than their male partners is not new, especially in, 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 in the black community. That's been real for a long time, but making more money is making more money. It doesn't have to mean that you think that because you make more money, you have to be the leader of the home. Uh, it doesn't mean that at all. It, it also doesn't mean that because I'm going to say me, because I'm making more money, that it should necessarily threaten my husband. And then I have to feel like I have to shrink because his ego needs a boost. I mean, the, the, the facts are the facts. If I'm making 75 and he's making 30, well, you know, together it's 105. <laughs> you know, that's where we need to focus. Uh, it's still together. No, whichever one of us, I mean, it, it, let me go to Coco Goff's family. Coco making the money. Does that mean that she is the, the leader of the house? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, Miss Patricia. I don't, I don't think it's working like that now. Cause it ain't. It ain't, Miss Patricia. The, the men we, that's we, around we, right now, it ain't working like that. And then we, we need more of your attention. Yeah, cause a lot of men get demasculated because they don't. They're not making that money. Listen, and a lot we, of women we, use it oh, as control too. We went through that so, transition. Okay, you know what? Let, let me ask you this, Miss Patricia. Ms. Patricia. I wanna, I wanna hear, hold on, real quick. I want to. You say you went through that transition. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I want to hear. Yeah, we went through that transition where you know talk about um, where I made more, and then um, my wife did, and then I talked to her about quitting my job to start a business, and then she made more money than me for quite a while. So that. That seventy-five thirty was 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 more realistic than just some numbers being thrown out. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. but but but, but I now, like that though now, because now it's sweet. He was back. willing to take the risk with you. Yeah. So we got to well, talk yes. about that. Too. And that's the teamwork. She that's the teamwork we're losing. Yeah. That's the teamwork we're losing. Not like that. But that comes from a lot of that comes from like that, that comes from conversation. And that does not mean that it didn't have some, that it didn't bring some sort of anxiety along the way. Because, I mean, the point is, is that if you're struggling to pay bills, now you're trying to come up with, your mind goes to answers. And, well, what if you made more money? We wouldn't be struggling like this. So it, it, it happens. It's just that you, you, you're, gonna, you're going to find a way to deal with it and work your way through it. And if she hadn't, if she hadn't done that, the business wouldn't be where it is now because I would have quit to go back to a nine to five. But it okay. was, a relationship is more than more than the funds you bring to the relationship. You're 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 in the relationship with certain goals. You're in the relationship with certain needs. It's not just about finances. And it takes two whole people to be in a relationship. And so sometimes maybe it's your stuff, your personal stuff that you got to work on 
that's undermining the relationship and it looks like you're fighting about money, but that may not be what you're fighting about at all. Not at all. That's that Society won't let the stay at society is what will affect that decision because a lot of times if a woman is supporting a man, everybody gonna say, Oh, you, you can't be taking care of that nigga. He gotta get a job. What are you doing all day? Even if you know he got a dream, your friends will push him. Your friends will push him back to McDonald's instead of uh, pursuing his dream. And your parents, because they told him he ain't, they told you he ain't worth a shit. Ooh. Oh, he can't just sit around and do yeah. nothing. But but nobody will ever say that about my wife being a stay-at-home mom and me working and her working on the business. It never switches over like that because they say she's doing, you know, she's doing her thing. Don't nobody ever give her that thought or give me that thought of that woman ain't helping you in life. It's acceptable for her, but it's not acceptable for me. If we switch, everybody call me a puka. Ooh. What? <laughs> you said puka? A puka and Ray Ray. I got to share something real quick. You know, I got to share something real quick because I promise that I would. <laughs> I promise that I would. You do not want to be a puka or a Ray Ray. None of those. Uh, real, real quick. So, this this is this was interesting to me. It says black wives, college uh, graduates, more likely than other wives to be in egalitarian or breadwinner wife marriages. Um, and this is according to Pew Research. It says the growing share of marriages in which the wife has more education than her husband is likely contributing to the growth of the breadwinner wife marriages. Today, twenty four percent of marriages have a wife. With more education than her husband, up from 19% in 1972, black wives are significantly more likely uh, than wives from other racial or ethnic groups to be the breadwinner in their marriage. This is this was also the case in 1972. Today, roughly one in four black wives, which is 26%, out earn their husbands. Um, smaller shares of, uh, white Asian, um, and Hispanic wives are the breadwinners in their families. But in the black community, black women by far are either breadwinners, right. Or egalitarian, right. Where it's, it's a shared, you know, shared financial burden on a household what what's your thoughts on this 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 statistics well i i can tell you I, i'm 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 living those st statistics mm. my wife has more education than me okay all of her friends have more education than me and 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 so if i'm going to if, so i had to come to the to to um the the realization that if i'm going to move in those circles then I'm going to have to self-educate. You know, I didn't, because, I, you know, I'm ADD and um, on the Asperger spectrum, I didn't read my first book all the way through until I was 46 years old. We didn't get married until I was 46. So that tells you something, okay? So now I have a library now, because now, you know, I'm even in their book club so that I can stay abreast of things. And um, so I didn't get a, an education in the traditional sense. I still wanted to be in a situation where I could speak intelligently 
on a number of different topics. And so that I can kind of fit into her world. And this is what she was talking about being, um, being able to grow. Now, what if I decided, you know, um, yeah. Your friend's bougie, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, your friends are bougie. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to be hanging out with the boys, you know? And then when we try to, when we, uh, at all the dinner parties, I don't have anything to say because I have no idea what they're talking about. I did not want to be that guy. So, yes, I'm, I, we live those statistics. In fact, being in this community, um, you know, you know, we're, church is very important to us. And so we know a lot of male pastors whose wives are doctors. And these pastors, they're not making that money. The wife is making the money, you know? And see, we see that a lot. I mean, have you, have, do you know anybody who, that, that the wife is a lawyer or a doctor and then the husband is uh, a, a, a what? A barber. A barber, yeah, or, or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. And, and what are they doing, what are they doing to try to make it? That That's the thing. You know, um, when, when I listen to that, right, and, and I would love to hear o, OT's take on this too, you know what I mean? But when I hear it, right, I it speaks to a lot of the rhetoric that we're hearing on social media right now. Do you believe that because this fact is a fact, right, we literally just saw the facts, these Black women, and, and this is not a new phenomenon, right? Black women are, have been gaining education for a long time. They have been growing uh, in that particular uh, lane for, for, for it's nothing new. Do you think that now we're witnessing men try to put women back in their place, so to speak, or control women, right, through social media? Listen to me now. Because they're witnessing the growth and evolution of women rapidly and it is fearful to too fast yes too if fast. they are they're insecure i'll be honest i'm gonna just say that if they are they're insecure let's talk about it i'm glad y'all said yeah. it and not me i'm gonna let ot you know ramp on this because she has great insight listen um on, on both sides if your woman is making more than you or you trying to humble that woman in her light? You're very you're an insecure man. Hundred and ten percent, ladies. If you're trying to demasculate that man because he make forty thousand less than you, you have some insecurities as well. Because who are you trying to match yourself up to? Mm. So there, so there's there's a thing that we battle with on social media as as far as a traditional role, what society society tells us, and then we have the greater good is with the wisdom of Miss Patricia and Mr. Don. It's all about your marriage and your relationship and your household. Worry about what's going on in your household that makes you happy and joyous to come home to, rather than what your raggedy friends tell you, what your raggedy homeboys telling you that you need to do this, that, and the third. Listen, if your kids are in a happy home and y'all got a happy marriage and a joyous uh, joyous marriage, keep it there. Don't let society dictate what you need to do and what you're not doing. Worry about satisfying your wife and your husband and make sure your kids have a peaceful home. That's okay. it. 
I want to share something from well, the said, early days. And this, you this said is a word, Darby. You said a word. Wait this, a minute, ain't, this, this ain't gonna take long. In the early days, I wasn't as enlightened as I am now. <laughs> so we're out shopping, okay? And like I said, my my, my worldview was relatively small <laughs> at the time we got, you know, at the time we got married. So we're out shopping. And we go into the coach store and I'm looking at these purses. I ain't never seen nothing cost that much. And she bought a coach purse. And I looked at it and said, you, you, you're spending that kind of money on a purse? <laughs> you should have seen the look she gave me. <laughs> what did you say, honey? You remember? Okay. Yeah, you remember. <laughs> I made this money. <laughs> Did I? Yes, you did. <laughs> I made this money. Okay? And I never went down that road again. Okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. I know you don't, but I remember it. Because <laughs> it, was, it, it, was it was a learning moment for me. Hey, I, don't, I remember that. I don't remember that. Hey, one, one thing a man gonna, he going to remember is how he felt in that situation. Like, gosh, she checked me that day. That's going to stay with him forever. <laughs> She put me in my place Indeed. that day. Yeah, you're absolutely oh, right. Awesome. I have no memory of that event. None. <laughs> because you know, that was natural for you. <laughs> that was natural for you. You look at him, for lack of better words, like, nigga, who you talking to? This is my money. <laughs> exactly. That's what it was. That's yeah. What, that's the love. Sorry. And you got and you got a little boy that day is what we called it. You like, you know what? You shut up. You probably shut up and kept him moving, didn't you? Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't say another word after that. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. <laughs> Several, I want to get I would, my guy AO my guy AO <laughs> I want uh OT what's your thoughts on that what's your thoughts um real quick I just want to say just because we were on a topic um I heard a saying and I always stand by this um is that be careful what you say to people because they may not ever remember exactly what you said but people will always remember how you made them feel so oh yeah <laughs> that's that's one oh. but um yeah. So as far as I guess putting women back in place and, you know, uh, black women being, uh, I guess, moving, uh, you know, our upward mobility, moving at a faster pace. Um, that's always been the case. But we as, you know, people that look like us have always been um, a target in some perspective in some way. Right. And so I feel like the black man. Um, Throughout, you know, through in several different ways. It's not making excuses, but it's the the obvious numbers. If you look at the numbers um, of men incarcerated, or if you look at um, the beginning of welfare and how these things kind of went about, it's always kind of been, you know, uh, it's always kind of been the the I guess the goal or the alternative to kind of hold the black man back in its society. Now that we've progressed there are ways, tons of ways that the black man himself has continued to hold themselves. So we can't, we, you know, it's a double-edged sword, but it kind of is what it is. And so I feel like while society was kind of, um, you know, I guess making these roadblocks for us, um, I, let me just say black women, it's just, it's just what we do. <laughs> we learn to get through things and feel like we've always had the space to do that. And so, in the struggle while we were, you know, while the men were going out working and having to deal with all of the stress of the world, we still had to come, you guys had to come back home to us and we still had to deal with you. But in turn, we still had to deal with the world as well. So I'm kind of like going on a rant, but for me, when it comes to, when it comes to just society and black women being the breadwinner and things like that, I don't think it should affect 
Um, I don't think it should affect you unless it affects your household. Like Darby said, um, everybody's household is different. Um, social media, if your life is run by social media, then that could be the problem, obviously. Um, I mean, I'm not in a relationship right now. And for me, that was because I felt like I needed to take care of my own shit. Um, like uh, Ms. Patricia, Ms. Patricia said, you can be in situations arguing about one thing, but not knowing that that's not necessarily the root of whatever it is that, you know, that the discussion is. So as far as men being um, trying to put people back in place, those are the, the insecure men. Um, everybody in their mom has a podcast. I believe not everybody deserves a mic, but <laughs> social media. So it is what it is. Um Cognitive distance, you know what I'm saying? And you are what you listen to. So. We you got AO in the building. I definitely got to get his take on this because uh, I know you 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 listened in, and I know you had some some hot takes. Do <laughs> 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 you want to add to this discussion? <laughs> you look good in the studio, man. Hey man, I appreciate yeah, it. Man. I was uh, in here doing some work and um, doing this little Bible study and my boys was like, yo, man, they on there talking about 50-50 and women taking the money and the bread. And I said, man, let me jump on here real quick. Um, man, I think that, <clears throat> I think there's, there, there is, I think we're being a little bit too soft on the men. I think that there is a balance of men need to grow up and then also men need to be respected. I think that, you know, I, I go on record, I say that every man needs to be striving to make at least six figures or, or more a year. And it's not just so that he could be a provider for his woman. It's just that it's just that so he can be <laughs> a provider for himself. You know what I'm saying? So I, I believe that the right woman will respect you, will love you, will honor you, no matter the income. I didn't find out until five years ago that my mom has been a breadwinner since I've been born. And my dad has never made any more money than my mom. He served in the Marines for <clears throat> for 10 years. He was a police officer after that. After he was a police officer, he started driving the city bus. My mom's been in education her entire life. You know, she's in the, uh, the assistant for the associate superintendent in San Diego County. So she's been she's been a breadwinner. But I've never saw my mom disrespect my dad growing up. I never knew that my mom was the breadwinner. She never said, yo, yo, yo. But one thing that I did see from my mom is that my dad was always striving to become better. My dad was always striving to do the things that God has called him to do. And he's always been within his lane. Now my father is making way over six figures, but at the same time, because my mom is in her calling and her assignment, she's making over six figures as well too. And just like what y'all said earlier, my dad doesn't have a bachelor's degree. My mama is educated. So because of that, it has allowed her in California to continue rising. But one thing that I did see from my father and what they both told me was that my dad was always striving for more. He wasn't okay with just settling. And so I think we do have to have a point to where men, right? We, we have to, I don't want, I don't want us to grow up a bunch of men saying it's, it's cool. It, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. My, my, my woman going to do that. I'm going to stay where I'm at at all times. Me, Anthony O'Neill, I don't care where I'm at in life. I'm always looking at how can I strive to be better? How can I strive to make more? How can I strive to give more? How can I strive to, to make, to make a, a better situation for my family to expose my kids, my wife to something we've never experienced before. And I'm not going to put that weight on my wife. So there is a healthy balance of, yo, brothers, we got to step up to the plate. 
if our sisters can go get the education, if our sisters can go out there and make more money, so can men. But then at the same time, there will be certain career fields that I believe that men are going to get into that will not warrant them to make more money than their spouses. And that is okay. As long as that man is striving to become a better man, that's a solid man. And any woman who cannot honor that man, that's just not that's not your wife, bro. Keep, keep on moving. And if that man is not doing what you want to do, that's not your husband. Keep on moving. But I do want to go on records and say, I do believe Byron and O'Neill. sometimes we don't really hold our brothers accountable because we do have men out there who really don't want to become better. They do not care. And they are living behind some of us saying, hey, you know what? You're right. If you can't respect me making $45,000 for the rest of my life, then you use a whack woman. Well, no. What if she see more in you? If she's striving and, and kicking her butt, how come you can't neither? So I'm going to leave it there, man. I, I, I'm going to leave it there, brother. Oh, wait wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm. Wait a minute. So tell I me this, though. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was good stuff. But, but tell me this, though, Ayo. What's your thoughts on men, right? Because, you know, we, we've heard a lot of red pill talking points, right? It's a lot of red pill talking points going on right now. Um, and, uh, and, and in my opinion, I believe a lot of it is, you know, I, I think it's rooted. If I'm being honest, I think which it's, is rooted I think it's coming from insecure men. It's coming from, it, it's, it's, it's the pimp culture mentality, right? It's let me beat you up so much to where you at some point just kind of allow me to, to, to have a certain sense of dominance over you without me ever having to lay a finger on you, but me consistently conditioning you to accept less, uh, view yourself as less, right? And women, a lot of women are acquiescing to the rhetoric, right? And and now we're, 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 we're seeing like this whole soft life era start to kind of emerge from that. And I don't think we've ever really historically been in a space where soft life was re really a thing on, on average. I don't think we've ever been in a space where we've just completely, well, we have been in a space historically where we've diminished uh, our women, but, 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 but not in recent history um, have we seen that. So what are your thoughts on the red pill rhetoric aiming to recondition women, right? Uh, to accept less, to uh, accept male mistreatment, uh, male diminishment of their efforts and abilities. What is what are your Stroke thoughts on that? Egos. Stroke their ego. You know. <clears throat> I don't really, I don't want to sit here and act like I know it all, man. I really don't subscribe to the red pill foolishness. So I don't even listen to it. So I don't, I don't really don't even know what they're teaching, right? But based upon what you just said, if that's what they're teaching, man, that's a bunch of bull crap. You know, I mean, because what I, what I what I hear them saying, and again, I'm just going based upon Anthony O'Neill, my doctrine and my belief of what I believe in. You know, every, every man and every woman was fearfully and wonderfully made. So every gift, every talent, every um, every skill that we have was fearfully formed, right? If you're a woman, by God, we was fearfully made by God, if you're a man. And so for me, when I hear a man tell a woman like, hey, everything that God has put on the inside of you settle for less than that because men are superior. I, I, I just can't subscribe to that. 
And the reason why I will never be the man that is intimidated by another woman is because if this woman was formed for me, right, if she was formed for me, everything that's on the inside of her is for me, too. So even if she has a skill set that's going to bring in a million dollars a year and God gave me a skill set that's only going to bring in two hundred thousand dollars a year. Put the money aside. Everything that's on the inside of that woman, because she was formed for me, is for me. <laughs> it is formed to help me, to partner with me. So to to tell a woman to that she cannot settle, let I me mean, to to settle for less, to settle for drama, to settle for you know mistreatment, man, that's that's a bunch of bullcrap. I would if I'm blessed to have a daughter, I would never teach my daughter that. I would never teach you that. No, every man should love you, should honor you, should be willing to die for you. And when I say die, I ain't talking about die literally. Well, he should be willing to die literally. But every man should be willing to die to their flesh, die to certain things about them so that y'all two can have a better life. And so, I mean, I, I don't really know the red pill uh, uh, rhetoric, but I, I would never sit here. And I'm not a relationship expert. Don't want to don't want to be one because I'm still single. I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Uh, but when it comes to the money aspect of things, man, nah, man, listen, I think if if you two have a vision and then I'll shut up from here, if you two sit down and you all have a clear vision and a lot of people know my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law is Glenn Henry. He is the founder of Belief in Fatherhood. Uh, me and my brother-in-law didn't get along at first, Byron, because my brother came home and told the family that he's quitting his job to be a stay-at-home black father. Uh, I had my little brother, I had my uh, my little nephew, Theo. Uriah came and he said, hey, I want to be in my kid's life. I want to be an example uh, to my kids. So my sister stayed working in education um, and they're making maybe $60,000 at the time because they realized that his salary was going all to daycare. So he stays home. And this is what I'm thinking, right? He stays home to, you know, to be a black father. And I was like, nah, bro, you're going to be a YouTuber. You know, but nah, bro, you need to go to work. You didn't marry my sister to be a stay at home father and to live off of my sister. About two years later, me and him didn't talk for about a year. And about two years later, man, my brother-in-law goes viral on YouTube, gets called into Oprah doing this thing. And I didn't know the whole time, the whole time my sister was like, hey, you need to stay home and you have this gift. So you have this gift of music, of, of editing, of telling stories. How about you tell the story of what would happen if black fathers were inside of their kids' lives more? And so he did that, man, and built a YouTube channel that has over a million people. They do over a couple of million dollars a year now. And he retired my sister six years later. And, and I'm like, wow. Like, so here I am judging a man based upon what I thought was manhood years ago, almost 10 years ago. But the truth of the fact is they both sat down and they said, this is the vision for the family. Here's your skill set. Here's my skill set. I'm going to use my skill set to give you a little head start. When you get to running, boy, come back and retire me. That's the vision of the family. And while everyone was hating on them, look at them today. The same people that was hating on them, the same sisters that was talking to my little sister, Yvette, about why you let your husband do that. He lazy. He this. Those same sisters, those same black daughters are sitting there struggling, living paycheck to paycheck, still getting up going eight to five. And Yvette's at home having kids, living a life, traveling the world. They 
took all their kids out of public school, Yvette homeschools them. Last, no, two years ago, they did a trip, Byron and O'Neill, for uh, three months around the world, exposing their kid to every single state in the United States of America on a $2 million budget because a black man stayed home and he was not the breadwinner for a couple of years and look at him now. So don't come at me with that foolishness of women got to settle for less and do this. Not nah, man, what's the vision for the family and screw everyone else. I'm done. I, I was about to say something else and I can't do that. I'm sitting at the table. God bless y'all. Wow. Wait, I want to hear that thought. Go ahead. OG, I, then. I want to hear the thoughts from the Daniels. Maybe thoughts, but I have a question because um, I'm not really on social media like that as it may seem, and I'm completely out the loop. So, what are they teaching over there at the blue pill space? Because I don't, you know, the red pill does not sound like is that like the blue pill space? Is that where they call the men simps or what's up with that? I have no idea. I, I, I would say this. this. <laughs> I would say this just to give clarity on some of my issues with red pill, real quick. You know what I mean? Yeah, we don't we don't so, condone so with the red pill. We'll tell you I, that. I think I don't know I think, about I think the red some of the red pill the rhetoric and in, in its in its conception was rooted in a lot of truth, a lot of fact, right? So I'm gonna start there. I think it was rooted in a lot of fact and a lot of truth. But what has what is what it has morphed into is what I call social media pimping, right? Um it it, it is it is a form of reconditioning. It is attempting to recondition women to accept less, to be less valued, to 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 uh, bow down in the presence of men that may or may not deserve nowhere, not even 10 percent of that treatment. Um, it is it is morphing into uh, women just 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 relegating themselves to being at home, right? Being taken care of by a man, maybe, right? And that man having, you know, uh, infinite options to cheat potentially and women accepting this, right? Uh, now, if you are into polygamy, I'm not speaking to that, but what I'm, I'm just telling you what the rhetoric is, is, is conditioning. Um, and I think that part of that kind of rhetoric is dangerous because number one, it's, it's, it's self-limiting, right? It, it, it is going, it's going to limit women from their greatest and highest potential. Uh, and it is also, it is also conditioning men to believe that they're entitled to certain levels of treatment that don't really exist in reality. So now we sitting up here trying to do relationship based on false pretenses Right. And things that are not happening on a consistent basis in reality. And so we gonna never be able to get along. These podcasts will forever exist because no one will ever be able to reach these levels of complicity. Right. No one will ever be this compliant to make this stuff work. So. It's 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 just it's just breeding a nonstop constant battle between the genders, in my opinion. But I want to hear from the Daniels on this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to hear what's your take on, on what AO said. I gotta get AO shaking his head. Like, yo, I gotta, I gotta hear what AO gotta say. Man. No, I'm just saying, I'm letting the Daniels go, man. But red pill, pink pill, blue pill, green pill, orange pill, doc pill, revin pill. Uh, 
man, the only pill I'm taking is that B-I-B-L-E. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that's the only pill that I can really subscribe to because it's, it's for me, it's everyone has a thoughts, man. And, and, and I got to be careful when I say this because, you know, I have a podcast, but I agree with what, what, what our sister said earlier. I, I think 75% of people who have a podcast, they just need to shut the hell up. Ooh. I mean, because it's like, well, we're sitting here, we're dividing our brothers and sisters. We are creating um, friction between the back, the black man and the black, the black daughter. And I'm like, why? Like, I, I, I wish I heard more relationship experts and more relationship talks about how do we create a vision as, as a team? How do we use our gifts and our talents together? How do we bring our resources together? How do we have better sex? <laughs> you know, like, how do we how do we have something better rather than, oh, women, you need to do this and man, you need to do this? Because if we always have that, we will always have a 53 percent divorce rate. If 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 we always have this pill, that pill, this pill that doesn't really submit. And I just got to go there. I'm going to shut up to this right here, to our navigation system of life. Then we're always going to have division, man. And, and that's one of the reasons why I do not. Uh, talk about relationships. And when I do, I say, this is my thoughts. These are not my, my expert opinions, nor um, should I be uh, having a mic to talk about relationships because I haven't been in one. And I think honestly, a lot of, a bunch of single people talking about relationships, we need to shut up too, because we, we don't know what we're talking about because it's not working for us. So I love listening to, you know, people in their fifties and sixties talking about relationships. Yeah. They may not understand completely about what's happening in 2000 and, you know, in 23, 2024, when they've been married for 40 something years, I get that, but there still is wisdom and guidance and knowledge um, in, in that. And so, uh, but I just, I mean, I, I just get frustrated when I hear red pill, pink pill. One of my, one of my, I don't say one of my brothers, but a guy that I know gave me that red pill rhetoric a, a year ago. And I don't talk to him no more today. Cause I'm like, bro, I'm not intimidated by a successful woman who's using her gifts and her talents. Why in the world do I want a potato for a wife? I, I don't want a lame for my wife. I want a wife who can come to the table, who got that big old booty, love the Bible, got the brains and we can make a bag together. Bring her to me uh, because I'm not intimidated by what God put on the inside of her. Because here's my thing. If she's my wife, God already knew Anthony's going to use that gift and you're going to help Anthony with that gift. And together, y'all going to build a mighty legacy. So all them pills is, is crap for me. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Let me shut up. I think you're exactly, exactly right. Yeah. And we agree with that. You know, that when, 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 you're talking about people who have a microphone, a podcast, and if they have more views, they make more money. So the way to get that is to have controversy or drama. Um, why can't you do that doing something positive like AO? All right. That's all I'm saying. That's all we're saying is, is do something positive. Um, and all the things that you guys are talking about, you know, we had to deal with. We got married when we were 46, okay? And as a joke, you know, my wife, my wife has a sense of humor that's out of this world, okay? So watch out. I never get the last word, all right? Every time I think, you know, I have, I've said something clever, she's back, you know, a half a second later, and then, you know, I'm all done. She just slices me right up. But, you know, because, I mean, because she's quick like that. But we had um, we had the opportunity 
to um, when we were married, we talked about name change because her name is Patricia Stewart. My name is Don Daniel. And as the, and the joke is, if you wanted me to change my name, you should have you should have met me earlier. <laughs> so, <laughs> so wait a minute, wait a minute. So wait a minute. So she didn't take your name. No. And and it has never ever bothered me. Can can you speak to that decision, uh, Miss Patricia? Now, see now, now, now hold on, now hold on. Let let, let 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 keep them on keep them on the camera. Put them back on the camera, brother. <laughs> Because here's the thing now. Now, at at my age, there's no way in the world my wife is not taking my name. But I understand at their age of why she stood on that. That's been 40 plus long years. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's what I mean. Like, there's wisdom and knowledge in what they're saying. They they came up with a vision. They they wrote their vision together. But for Anthony in my house, oh no 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 no. I'm going to see O'Neill and her last name. I'm gonna keep it a butt with you. O'Neill will be her last name. I ain't even doing no hyphenated. Ain't gonna be no previous last name hyphenated O'Neill. No, it's no gonna be such and such O'Neill in this house. <laughs> And that will be the woman for you. And, and actually, <laughs> the, the, the truth of the matter is, it, 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 it wasn't a big deal. I, I was just kind of lazy. I, I, I was 46. I was already established as an educator. I was in my career. And it, 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 I, I don't know that I had huge philosophical feelings about doing that. And if it was important to him, I, I probably would have done it either just go straight his last name or, or hyphenated, but I was just kind of, uh, lazy. It, it wasn't important to me. I just never went and did the paperwork. I just did it for you. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd have walked it down there, Bell. <laughs> and I think it's because if, if that if it's important to you, if it was Anthony, if it was that important to you and I was marrying you, I would have done it because we would have been on the same page about that before we got to that point. That, we I got Sophia. We got Sophia Bam Bam's wife in the building. What's going on, Sophia? Good morning. Hey, good morning. How's everyone doing? Are we good. That's good. That's wonderful. I love conversation? the conversation. What's your thoughts about it? We got the husband and wife. You know, I can say um, that everyone kind of need a highlight on the ones that do stay home. They make women that stay home, take care of everything that needs to be taken care of, like it's a bad thing. And then they shame those women too, like what they call us, um, a pick me or something like that. I began to call that all the time. And I look at it sometimes like, but you're wearing your body down out there. Then come the holiday, you're by yourself and depressed um, because you don't want to listen to a man. Oh. My oh, my God. Yeah, and my body still looks good, and I'm still healthy. Yeah, and she got a big I went and got one of them black ladies that read the Bible with a big butt. Ha! Let's go, bam, bam! <laughs> let's go, bam, bam! <laughs> I 
am so happy carrying all the weight on my back so her hips can be free. <laughs> Oh my God. Hey, keep it PG, dog. Keep it PG. <laughs> my man yeah. said, I would have got the brain, the Bible, and the booty. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Any, any business I, I start or I think about, she say, Bay, what, what do you need from me? Where can I, I think, help you in this? Do you want hey, me to make calls? He ain't wrong. Whatever. He ain't wrong. Yeah. Listen, he, he started a trash business, like a, what is it, like a, a junk removal business? Yep. Not a lot of women going in on nasty houses. But they, no, they, 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 the first year in business, they let netted me, profit. I ain't gonna say how much they did, but they netted profit, and she was right there with them. Yo, let me say this: I think what Mrs. What Mrs. Lynch is doing is absolutely amazing, right? But then I also too got to hold myself accountable to what I just said. Um, uh, again, though, we got to be very careful because, like, what Miss Lynch just said is she was like, "Hey." She's been attacked because she's a, an amazing stay-at-home mom. And what happens immediately? We immediately respond with an attack. I don't think there's nothing wrong with a woman who wants to work as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, And I don't think that they're putting wear and tear in the body. I think they're doing what they've been created to do. But I think those women who are working nine to five shouldn't be shaming a woman who wants to operate within a vision of her and her family's house, right? And, and she's not a stay-at-home mom. She is doing her position within her family to make their family have a legacy. So she's not just sitting at home. We just heard Bam Bam say it like, hey, any business that I start, she made phone calls. She's my assistant. She's helping us out with the ultimate vision of the family. And so I think that there's nothing wrong with that. That is absolutely amazing. But then vice versa, we can't sit here and say that a woman who's working in, in corporate America or who's working a business on her own is putting wear and tear on her body and knocking them down. So I understand what, what, what Mrs. Lynch is talking about for real, as far as and we need to stop the rhetoric and stop, stop attacking our stay-at-home mothers um but if if my wife come to me and says she want to stay at home or she want to work it, whatever one whatever you want to do that is beneficial to getting us closer to our vision man let's put that into play but we, we I, I don't want to see us attacking tell me this ayo do you think it's anything wrong with being a pick misha whatever they call it to the right man Matter i don't fact, think i don't think Miss do Lynch think is it's horrible to be uh, a pick misha why, to the right man? why do we have to call names and 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 and, and be divisive uh, as as an older woman i i think um i have more choices than my mother and my nieces have more choices than me i think what's great about today is that each woman each man can follow his or her calling because there are so many options and i think that to the extent that we we need to figure out our calling, our giftedness, commit to it and move forward, whether that means staying at home, whether that means going to work full time or part time. Honor your calling mm -hmm. and, and, and don't let anybody else dismiss or dis what your priorities in your life. You need to be the CEO of your life and not let anybody else come in and try to tell you what to do, regardless of which road you decide is the right road for you to go. You know, you Mrs. Can, can, Mrs. I, can I just say something real quick? Real quick. Um, I'm sorry. To, to answer a part of uh, what you stated as far as why does it need to be called the pick Misha or whatever it is, the only thing that I can say, I'm totally in agreement with um, Sophia. You're married and I'm single, so I'm not disagreeing with anything that you're saying. But to answer your question as far as um, why does it need to be called a name, um, I find myself being called a pick Misha when I'm in the space of a group of women who don't want to hold themselves accountable, 
Mm-hmm. I also find myself um, called a masculine person, or I think I'm the man when I'm around men who are insecure and don't want to hold themselves accountable. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that I could say um, <clears throat> as far as uh, anything that Sophia said was that maybe in today's time, because of the rhetoric that's being pushed, a lot of women just don't, not that they don't want to listen to a man, it's just that you don't. I personally don't want to listen to a man or let me rephrase that. <laughs> I personally struggle listening to a man without discipline and direction. So for me, that's my thing. Without discipline and direction, where are we going? I don't even. I can't even hear you. <laughs> so I definitely yeah. agree with that. I I agree with what you're saying. That's why I feel like strongly a woman when you're picking a man and you know what man you're picking, it shouldn't be an issue or problem. And I guess it goes off of who they date. And they wonder why they're in the situations that they are in. And those are the women that I'm talking about that are working in behind off wear and tear, doing whatever place that they're working at. Those are the main women that I'm talking about. Now, I can say some of the professional, because again, I come from a family with strong women. With strong women that really don't have no respect in men. Like my mom, mm-hmm. a nurse at a hospital, work at two hospitals. She trained us not to rely on no one. No one. Not a man. And we cannot respect a man. Like me and my mom relationship broke apart when I even met my husband. And she still don't respect okay, I got a question. To this day. What, what, what? Sophia, what made you not listen to your mom guidance? Because most women listen to what their mom has to say because, you know, that's that's the person that raised you. So what made you do the decision I, to not listen? I um seen the stuff that I didn't like, um, not just from my mom, but from my aunts, too. Even when some of them had husbands, how they lied to their husbands on certain things, even money situations um, where they would tell them that the price was this and they need them to give them this and it's not even that at all. I, I didn't like none of that. I don't, you're not being loyal. You're not, I didn't want nothing coming back at me because I did something I ain't had no business doing. Like, I don't think that's okay to do it at all. Like, you can't be spiteful to the one that you you lay with. Like, you, that you are, I feel like you're a snake. Like you, you should not, I don't want to be around nothing that is not real. That's not, I, I can't do the fake. And my mom, and I guess it's because of how she was raised, but I can't say that my grandma was like that because my grandma taught me that you got to respect the man. You need to do what you need to do. And it was crazy because it was her mom, but it was different when it came to my mom. She was like, don't respect no man. You don't got to listen to them. Um, really, she wanted me to, well, she wanted my husband to divorce me. So because of me and her getting into arguments before, and I think he told you guys that previous before, even to this day, my family does not talk to me because again, I refuse to go to a nine to five job and like getting paid from just our business and any issue or anything I need, I can get with no problem. When there is a problem or an issue that we need to fix, they hate the fact that I don't call them. They hate the fact that I don't have to rely on nobody. Like I can handle it on my own or me and my husband can handle it on our own. And I and then they call me bougie too. Like, and it's crazy because it's like, y'all made a fam, y'all made money and I'm the bougie one because I don't want to help y'all with certain things that I feel like that's why you should add a man. That's why you should have been married. That's why you should compromise, understand and be open-minded and be transparent 
Wow. So what should how does that make that, you AO? feel that you have all this? I'm sorry, say it again. Let's hear AO responses. I got another question for you. Listen, man. I, I, this is my first time. I've heard Bam Bam several times. This is my first time hearing his wife, man. I just want to say salute to the queen, bro. So, I mean, salute to this amazing wife. <clears throat> Don't know if y'all have kids, um, but salute to this amazing mother. Because what I what I hear her saying is she cleaved to her husband and she and she submitted to the vision. Mm -hmm. And it's like when I hear ladies like what she's describing, saying, well, you should, you know, divorce your husband. You'll need to respect no man. What I hear them saying is they've never submitted to a vision and they don't know what it feels like to be properly led, to be properly loved, to be in a, in a healthy partnership. I'm sure her and Bam Bam have gotten in several arguments and probably done cuss each other out and probably done said, ah, you know, that's cool. But the vision brought them together. Their love brought them back together. And so, man, I just... I, 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 it bothers me when I hear our, our uh, mothers and our ladies are being taught to, you know, not respect the man. Um, I, I don't know what to say on that. I, I won't even speak on that because I'm not married and I don't know what to say, but I, I pray that my wife is, well, I know my wife won't be taught that because if that is something in our family teaching, I won't even date her. You know, that's just me, you know, maybe that's wrong, but it's just me. But I just want to say salute to, to this queen, man, because, but also we got, we got, we got to salute Bam Bam. Cause that means Bam Bam's doing something right. That his manhood and his leadership saw, she saw something in this brother to submit to this vision and to possibly lose her family. So bam, bam, keep doing your thing, brother. Keep keep doing your thing. I'm gonna shut uh, up. In, in the beginning, I think I was just real good in bed. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah, we, got, we got four kids, though. We've been together since we was in ninth grade, man. We went to prom together. We we done life together. And I couldn't have yeah. told a better person to do life with. So we blessed, and the other people, they still a mess. <laughs> yeah, we got four kids together. We got a 17-year-old son that gradu will be graduating soon, a 10-year-old daughter, and twin boys. Um, so, and I be honest with you, we we went, I think us going through a lot had taught us more than what, because we, we went through a lot at the age that we shouldn't have went through, that we should have went through probably now or when we was in 25, but we was fast at 16, had a kid early. Um and after that, you know, had another daughter and then it was the twins. Now, I had a lot of complications with the twins to the point where it was like your life and your kids and or the rest, the other two kids that are here. And I choose to, like, go with my other kids and told him that, you know, you're I, here with the other kids. Let's, I, I, don't fuck the kids. I, I didn't want to choose the kids. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, that's a good I, man. That's, that's a good man. Our real relationship tested because. He knew I was willing to die for my two twins before I just give up on them. And he would not talk to me for a couple of days because he was like, I'm not going to lose my wife over something I don't even know or haven't seen yet. And I was like, you don't understand. But now to this day, my twin boys are wonderful. And even when they were born, it was a 50-50 for six months in the NICU um, and then hospital appointments and therapy and that's when we found out like who was really there for us and who wasn't there for us and, and my whole family like completely shut out they was happy they was hoping my kids died it, it was a bunch of stuff and I think for me oh yeah and for me it was just like 
this is the only person that showed me what true love was. Why would I, there's not a soul on this earth can tell me different about him. And I always think about the blueprint. It's, a blueprint don't just happen one, two, three. Like they say, what, three years, you made a certain amount going on to the next five years. This happens and, it, and it's so on. Like it's a blueprint. Like they make it about 10 years. And you got to understand that the same thing with crawling for a baby, like they're, they're what they're sitting up, they're crawling in six months. It's a process. Everything is a process. And I think a lot of females that get bored or a lot of females that have a certain way of getting used to getting what they want right away don't understand that process, especially in the man. Like the, the, the world is already hard on the man as it is now, especially black men. I don't care what nobody said. They are. Don't I can't say they are for females. They're not, especially not now. They're definitely not from females. I think the world even trying to steer it around for females to date white men or be married to a white man. And and really, I feel like they they're just gonna eventually take over their that woman's business, whatever to that nation. But that that's just my own belief. I feel like black women should be with black men, and they should build that way. I really feel that way. Man. I love this story, man. I really think it ties into Ayo's sister story as well because the outside noise could really mess up your relationship. Like, let's just say if, if Ayo's sister would listen to him instead of her husband and what they talked about in private, they could have got a divorce. Same with Sophia and Bam Bam. If she listened to her mom, I'm guessing sister, family members, they could have got a divorce. So, you know, at the end of the day, if we want to keep families together, you got to find somebody who you really love, somebody you trust in their vision. Y'all have conversations in private. Y'all do what you got to do. Because this is similar to Tyrese and his wife's situation. She was listening to all her friends, people outside of the marriage, and that's why they got divorced. So, you know, at the end of the day, we want to keep families together. Of course, you got to find that your person. Y'all got to have that conversation. Y'all just need to stick to each other and not listen to the outside noise. And as a woman, once you get married, same for both. That person is your number one. Your mom is not your number one no more. Your wife or your husband is number one. Mm -hmm. Then your mom is your number two. Or your kids, then your mom, whatever. Whatever your situation is, everybody's different. But at the end of the day, once you get married, whoever you get married to is your new number one. Not your sister, not your parents, not your brother, whatever. And I, and I think a lot of marriages these days is not really like that no more. Like people still think their mom is their number one woman in their life. Whatever their mom say goes. If your mom, y'all get in an argument, of course you go talk to your mom. She said this, she said that. Well, son, you may want to just leave her. That's not the right guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I you think know, there's a lot of divorce rate is rising. That, and there's a lot of other things too. You I have never, transition never done that. I, my mother, when she was alive, she, I never, ever even it didn't even occur to me to talk to my mother about any any problem I was having at all with my wife. With my wife. <laughs> okay, that was that that never happened. Nor that didn't did, even occur to me. Nor, nor did nor did I go to my parents for um, any marital situation that we were having. But I also want to say this though: there's a lot of talk in the air about finding the person or finding your person. And I think sometimes there's not enough emphasis on being 
Ooh. person. Oh, Lord. Anybody want to find somebody? They're, they're looking for you. What are you bringing to who? You need to clear up your stuff. You need to be the person and not just be looking for what's out there. But what are you bringing to the table? Who are you? Are you fully formed? Are you anchored? Do you mm. have a vision? My God. Talk because, about it. Yeah. Do you know Jesus? <laughs> when, 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 when you're fully formed, you're less likely to fall into some of the, the pits that we have talked about. Or mm. that you guys have, 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 have talked about. And so I really think that we should spend a little bit more time encouraging people to develop, to understand themselves, develop themselves, uh, a commitment to growing and being the best version of themselves so that they're, everybody is looking for something, but when you find it, who are you, what are you finding? And some of us have to be worthy to be found. <laughs> you know, you're not My just God. out there looking for gold, but you need to be gold yourself. Mm. Hey, that's a fact. We got together so early, it was a little bit different, but our hardest transition has been, in this business world has been, like when I failed a bunch of times in the beginning, she had to learn how to let me fail and let me fix it. And Ooh. not criticize my every fail and say, well, you lost the money. Cause I done lost some money doing this thing, but we <laughs> wouldn't have had the money. But over time she started learning, like if I mess up or I don't do something right, she wasn't pressuring me like, oh, you got to get it back. You got to get it back. She says, is there anything I can help you with? Do you need my help? Okay, well, I'm gonna take the kids. We're gonna go do something. And uh, if you need anything, just give us, a, give me a call, I got you. But she allowed me that space to fix my my stuff. And you know, a lot of people, they get behind your ear, you ain't gonna fix nothing with somebody picking behind you. So it's, it take a lot to do this together. Like, it, you can be successful by yourself, you can be successful together, but in a relationship, it, if anybody is successful in your relationship, it's because of both people. Because it's so much on the table. That's so powerful. Um, how do you deal with that? You know, I want to speak to some of my entrepreneurs. I know we got Darby, we got AO, uh, OT, uh, Daniel, uh, Don Daniels in here, Owen here as well. Um, when you are an entrepreneur looking to grow a business or looking to just grow in general, right? But you're doing relationship at the same time, right? And I, I got to get Sophia's take on this too. Man, like, you're going to fail, right? You're going to lose some money. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about that part. We only talk about the wins. What does those conversations sound like when we're taking L's and we having to figure it out, right? What, what does that respect look like then when it's not going so good? You got to talk about the time, too. Time commitment. All right. I'm going to just say. That's a major thing in date. I'm going to say something small. I'm going to say, I'm going to just harp on trust. We have more trust on things that are not inside of our household than we do inside of our household. You're trusting that the cameras that you spent $1,000 on will work, right? But you get pissed off when they don't work. You'd be like, damn, I just spent $1,000 on this thing. You trust, we trust that YouTube is going to operate right. We trust that everything outside of the world is supposed to operate right. But when it fails, 
you don't have nobody to hold accountable when it don't work. But when the person that you are living with, that you're doing life with fails, you're giving all of them the grief, all of them the frustration, all that. But you have more trust on your job to keep you employed than you do for your significant other, whether it's husband or wife, to support you and hold you down in the household and grow. Where does your what is your true morals lie? So that's where we speak of the world and, and not being of the world. So when you when you're doing a relationship, you have to make sure that your foundation is solid enough to where no matter what happens between you and your significant other, as long as they're doing right to take the family and the household forward. You got to know that there's going to be bumps in the road. You got to know that there's going to be money loss. There's going to be failures. There's going to be things that looks like, hey, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to have this type of life. But if anything, what COVID taught us, outside of the world can get swept right up from under you in a heartbeat and you don't know it. And now you have to adjust. So just like what Bam and Sophia was saying, it's like, okay, he failed and he lost money. She wasn't there to nag him. She was like, okay, cool. I caught you. I see you was falling. I'm going to hold you. Let me hold you up. How do I support you? Because you wasn't doing anything to harm us. You just messed up along the way. So that's where our, our relationships in these days are failing because they don't have any solid foundation of trust to go forward in the future. I want to hear. I see something in the chat with that too, man. <laughs> hey, real quick. Um, I got to get your take on this. Are you seeing, just keep it real now, you, you know, what, what's your take on, you know, here's the thing. Do you see the woman like what Bam Bam was just talking about where she is supportive in times of failure, nurturing in times of loss and financial constraints? Are you seeing that in the real world? Are you seeing that in, in the real jungle? <laughs> of the dating market uh or and and also what's your thoughts on dating while building and potentially failing what's your what's your thoughts on that so in my space man in the real world i, I would say yes and no i'm seeing uh, especially our black sisters our black sisters man they hang in there but there's a time frame on the hang in there when it comes to dating right so he can go through one issue and I think she's going to be like, all right, I'm not going to bounce. Let me see how he bounces back and if he bounces back. And then if if issue number two comes up, then they're, they're a little skeptical, right? They're they're fading out of, of the balance. Um, but I also believe that um, I think that men, y'all, like we've, and I'm going to say something that's, that's, that's going to be controversial. The chat's going to flare up. I, I'll take with it. NW's in the chat going crazy right now. I love it. Um, but I think the reason why some of us men are failing or and continuing to fail is because we refuse to listen to the significant other that we've chose. I think that ladies are have the strongest spirit of discernment. I think they can see things that sometimes men cannot see. And I think sometimes we could be so prideful that I got this, I got this. But if your wife, if your woman who you've decided to do a partnership with the same bay, I don't know. I do believe that sometimes we do fail a lot because we refuse to listen to the wisdom and the knowledge that comes from our other half. And so I think that some of our ladies quit 
But then some of them quit because that man just refuses to listen. And I think that if, and again, I know this is not a spiritual show, but I'm just a spiritual, spiritual, practical person. If this woman was, if that's my wife, if, if everything on the inside of her is for me and she senses something is off, it deserves at least a pause, not a stop, but a pause to hear what she may say. And let me look into that so I can figure out like, wait a minute, if this is a true partnership, if we're building a legacy together and she has a pause or a, a hey, I don't think this works as a man. Again, you know what I'm saying? Let me step aside and be like, all right, babe, let, let's talk about it some more. Um, but then at the same time, it goes back to what my brother just said, that I can pause, but if I still move forward, I need you to trust us, trust me, tr what, trust what we're doing moving forward and don't don't doubt me. Um, I forgot the second question that you asked, bro, but I, I do believe that there are a lot of, especially black sisters, it's proven. I mean, they they know how to stick around for a while, but now in the dating world, they're not going to stick around that long. But once you're married, yeah, that, that wife, she ain't going too, she ain't going too far, man, you know, um, until you get it back on. Hey, that's a fact, Ayo, because I, I failed not listening to my wife, and she still yeah. allowed me the mindset to, to fix it. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. she yeah. told me don't do what I did. I did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and I think Bam Bam, too, again, you're married. I'm not married. I'm just speaking from a financial perspective, right, that when I'm sitting down and I'm coaching couples on money, I could tell when a wife was like, I told you not to do that. And now look at us. Now, now we're struggling. And now we got to go borrow money and go get our family into more debt because you, you didn't want to have a conversation with me. And I think there is a healthy balance to what my brother said earlier. There has to be trust in the family. But then also, brothers, we got to trust our significant other and, and trust that if they sent something, hey, don't stop. Don't completely throw it away, but trust the wisdom and, and, and the, the guidance that's inside of your significant other and see, OK, let, let's just have a conversation about it. Um, and, and I can say this respectfully. I think I've said it before. I think that's one reason why my father never really surpassed my biological mother, because my my stepfather wanted to have a full time job, but then have a business on the side. And my mom be like, no, that's not your gift. No, that's not your talent. It's not going to work. And he he pursued something with my mom telling him it wouldn't work. And today he gets it. Today he don't make a move without my mama. Uh, but in his younger days, in his 30s and um, late 20s, that's all he did. And they wasted a lot of money and borrowed a lot of money. Um, and that put the family back. And so my mama didn't leave him, though. You know what I'm saying? To Byron's question, she didn't leave him because that's her husband. She loves him. Um, she's like, you know, uh, Bam Bam's wife. But at the same time, please believe it did cause some issues in the family. And I think that sometimes brothers... Um, and it's easy for me to say this as a single man because I'm not married. So all y'all married people can correct me, please, if I'm wrong. But I think it's it's I think life will be better if we could just learn how to check our pride a little bit and just trust our spouses. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong at all because women yeah. are multipliers and they're executors. We're visionaries. Facts. We got a we got a they, question. In the, they, I mean, the intuition is on. It's crazy too. Yes, they, their intuition is on point, and we we don't have that. That's a fact. True Hunt put a put a comment in here. I want to get Sophia's take on this. He says, told my BFF to leave her boyfriend years ago. Today, she's taking care of him and his son in her home as 100% breadwinner because he quit his job to start a business and hasn't started yet. And why is it her wow. business anyway? 
What's your take on that, Sophia? It ain't in your relationship and you weird. You need to worry about your own relationship. I bet you as a mug. What's your take on that one right there, Sophia? Um, <laughs> um well, again, I'm a caretaker, so I I would probably to still probably take care of them. But to be honest with you, um he probably need a push. He probably needs that confidence that he can start the business um, because if it's been a year and he hasn't started the business and his son is now involved, he just need a push. There's there's something that's not right. And she, as a person, if that's the person that you've been with and you're agreeing and you're okay with whatever is coming about now and it's been this long, well, you need to maybe see try to do something different to see if it'll help push the situation, you know? Because sometimes that's all men need is is you to support them, even if it comes down to, like, every, every all the businesses that we have, no matter what my husband, when he first did it or wanted it, it was like, okay, what can I get right now to let you know? Because, I, I mean, yeah, your word is just your word, but I want to show you action. Let me let me see what I can do, like even for the gym. I'm like, all right, let's get these gloves. These gloves came already. Let's get the bag. The bag came already. He was like, what What you do? You said you wanted to do this, so let's do this. So we're gonna, I'm going to make sure we get some of the things we need to get that it makes sense. That's why I asked you which one was good. Do you think this is good? You, he don't even know that I'm asking him because I'm actually purchasing with well, will help, and I keep all the books and all the receipts for it. Sometimes they just need a push, and you you can't down them for them because at the end of the day, what are you making different for? I mean, for that to still be the same thing, what are you doing? Questioning yourself about it. What are you doing to help him get there? Because you're one, you're making him comfortable to the point where he he don't feel like he gotta hurry up and do it. Hmm. Yeah, I hey, said about you- real estate. He signed up for a seminar. After that seminar, we had our first $200,000 a year. My and God. then that's when we met, Mike. Can I be real? Yeah, let's be real. Not everyone, not every man is going to get a wife like Bam Bam. I'm going to tell you that right now. I found her. You out there in a while. He out there in a while. You know what I'm saying? Because oh. Miss, Miss Lynch, she, she's special. You know what I mean? But... <laughs> Uh, too, there are not too many black sisters, Bam Bam. You done found that one. You know what I'm saying? You better lock that down, brother. Go to the grave with that because I don't know too many daughters, too many sisters, too many black women who are going to be like Bam Bam because my first thought is why in the heck do you care about someone else's relationship and you single? Mm. That, that's my first thought. Ooh. It's like you single, but you worried about her happiness. If she's happy... Being what being the provider and the caregiver, you should be happy. This is my thing within my within my friendship. I don't give unsolicited words of encouragement. Mm. If you don't ask me my thoughts, I'm not giving you my thoughts. Because if you're happy, I'm gonna be happy. The last thing I need to be doing is stressing and thinking and talking about another house when I got my own house to worry about. So if Bam Bam and his wife is happy, I'm happy. Bam Bam, get it, bro. Get get it. You know what I'm saying? Now, Bam Bam come to me like, bro, what you think? I'm like, hey, listen, man, this is not biblical advice. This is not uh, expert advice. I don't know if I would do this or I would do that. But listen, do not allow my words to impact your home. 
because I'm not paying your bills if y'all get a divorce. I'm not going to be there if y'all get into a fight and you got to leave at two o'clock in the morning. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. So I think we got to be very careful on how we give advice, because if I give advice, right, and this is how I roll with my family. If I give you advice and that advice impacts your situation, I'm held liable for that. I'm going to help you get I'm going to help you get out of it. And so I don't give advice unless I'm willing to back up what I said, which is why I back up what I say about money. But outside of that, bro, I think a lot of us respectfully need to shut up, especially if we single. How are you going to give a, a, a person who's happy? There's something that's keeping her in the relationship. How are you going to give her advice? And you ain't even happy. I'm going to be quiet. Let me, let me shut up, man. And can I say something? Um, I do want to, like, I'm not correcting nobody, but I know that our mouth is powerful. When you guys say that we fell or guys fell in a situation, like even I told my husband, it's not fail. It's a lesson learned. You're like, you're learning the process as you're going through it. You know, even with the money situation of us losing money or whatever, I look at it, I said, well, we didn't have it. So it's, it's not nothing to be worried about. Um, especially when you already know that this right here is an investment itself, you know, you can make it. So that right there should not like, you should not always stay on that or stay that you fail is really a lesson learned. There ain't, no lesson, there ain't no lesson learned until you, uh, fix it, you know, and then teach it. Now, now it's a lesson. It can't yeah. be no lesson. Right. Like if you lose, it's a loss until you find out how you lost, you fix it. And then you teach it to someone. That's when it becomes a lesson. That is true. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All lot man. of black love in here, man. I love this. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I love it. Um, Listen, I just want to say this has been a fruitful conversation. I want to say, man, y'all need to like the video because this is yeah. this show going nuts. Yeah. I'm trying to see what the likes at, brother. I'm trying to see what the likes at. The likes in the trash can. Can we get the likes out of the trash can and like on the shelf somewhere? That's what we need the likes. We need the likes like on the shelf. Uh, you know. <laughs> That's what we need. So so Byron, from, from what's being said today, what's your biggest takeaway? Uh being newly sent, uh, uh I'm sorry, newly married. You know, um, I would say this. Number one, um, my biggest takeaway is that I always want to have a healthy respect for my wife. I always want to honor what she, her, her, her perspective on things. Um, because I, I, I just have a healthy respect for women in my life. And, um, this whole talk of diminishing women, this whole talk of trying to silence, uh, a woman's perspective. I think, I think, you know, somebody needs to speak against that. I think it's it's destructive. And I think that is my takeaway from this conversation. Can can we can we uh minimize the the diminishment of uh you know women voices? That that's that's what I'm on. What's your what's your what's your takeaway? Man, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Uh what they were saying earlier, it used to be me like like uh, my wife or just women in general got amazing intuition, you know, like with partnerships, just going to do some things. She like, ah, like she don't like somebody before I even talk about the people. She like, nah, he ain't the one or she ain't the one. 
Like, God damn, how you know that? We we had our first meeting. Like, what we doing? We didn't even do that yet. Yeah, I do. We just had one little t- twenty minute conversation. Damn. Nah, she's like, nah. And you know, back in the day, I'm like, ah, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. We go ahead and do this. And then something happened. You know what I'm saying? Something failed. If I'd have listened to my wife, that wouldn't have happened. So I had to learn and I had to mature to, to listen because she have gifts that I don't have. And when we come together, the gift, everything comes together, it makes us one. So I had to mature in that regard. If I'd have listened maybe two, three times, I wouldn't be where I am now. You know what I'm saying? So that's my major thing. Uh, I see Bam Bam and Sophia have that. Bam had to grow through that as well. So I'm not alone in that situation. But I think every man here, you know, if you're married or in a relationship, whatever, most times you got to realize that that woman has gifts that you need. And that's the person that really got your back. So why go against the person that really got your back and got the best interest at, at heart? Just because you, you have an ego, you, you know, you want to be the man, whatever. But at the end of the day, she wants what's best for both of y'all. Yeah, that that ego is 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 that ego needs to evolve, you know. Uh, that male ego needs to evolve to a, to a different space, in my opinion. Uh, what, what what's your take on what was your takeaway, uh, Ao, on this one, man? Man, I think it's simple, man. Um, something that I've been practicing like the last few months: uh, stay out of the comments and don't allow uh, outsiders to um, to. Mm to direct your direction. Mm. You know, oftentimes I think that people think that their way is the best way. Like this foolishness that True Hunt is talking about in, in the comments right now. You know, it's, it's, I think that we, we oftentimes have so many opinions about other people. And then we haven't even really sat in the, in the mirror and looked at ourselves and get, given ourselves opinions about our life, about how, what we're doing. But we're quick to crucify, judge, and be opinionated about someone else's. And so for me, what just listening in and reading throughout your followers' comments, man, it's it's funny how it's it's like, wow, like we are very, very opinionated. This is why I date in private, which is why I tell everyone, like, hey, man, if if you and I are gonna date and pursue a relationship and pursue marriage, you're not a secret, but we ain't telling the whole world. Because I, I don't want the whole world's opinions to there. I, I don't even take them around my mom and my dad, yo, for a period of time. My family It's like, I, it's like, what are you and I building? Let's you and I build a foundation. Let's you and I get on the same page, the same vision, like Bam Bam and his wife. And we don't care what outsiders say. And I'm going to respectfully say this. When the moment I get married, my parents, my family become outsiders. Because now it's my responsibility to take care of my wife and my children if we have children. It's not my responsibility to take care of my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my followers on my on my platform. No, my now number one ministry and responsibility is my wife and my kids. And I'm with Bam Bam. I'm choosing my wife over my kids all day long. There is no if, ands, or but. I told God till death do us part. I told my I told God with my kids, I raise them in a way that they should go. Go means they leave. My wife is with me forever. So we have to learn to cut out the outside so that one day I can get to Bam Bam, O'Neal, and Byron's uh, beautiful situation, which is marriage. Um, And to T.C. Hunt, you actually made, I mean, T. Hunt, whatever you said, you actually made a real good point. Single people are very happy. Um, We are very happy. I'm very happy. But I'll be honest, I'm happy. I'm joyful. 
but I'm also excited about getting married and I desire marriage. And so I, I'm not going to sit here and talk about another married couple who is happy uh, and trying to get them to be single while I'm happy. That's selfish as heck. I'm going, man. I got to get back to work, y'all. I love y'all. God bless you. Bam, bam. Uh, beautiful, your beautiful wife, man. Love y'all. Thank y'all for blessing me this morning. Y'all gave me hope in this black love out here. You know what I mean? So I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all keep it locked, man, for real. Absolutely. Darling, hey, man, what's your thoughts, man? Yeah, man. You was married before and you single now, man. You got you got both sides, brother. Let us know. That one of my that one of my first mentors, man. Darby helped us so much in business too. Give a shout out to him. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But uh slide note, Ayo, I'm picking up what you put down because it's some sad and desperate people in that uh in that comment section. Uh I'm gonna just say this, man. People choose what they wanna choose. They go where they wanna go. But don't judge, don't be pissed off, don't have your own opinion about what somebody does. Like, I, I'm so tired of the damn rhetoric of how somebody else's relationship should go. I don't wake up in the morning to tell you how to put your drawers on, how you put your clothes on, or what may have you. Don't, don't live your life through somebody else's lens. Like, let them live. You know, so I find marriage beautiful between a man and a woman. I, I find marriage joyous. I find it a safe place for kids. I find it, you know, wholesome, you know, whether you're in the church or not, just like get around a collective of those who have the same vision and mindset as you that want to see you propel in life. You know, uh, when you got powerful thumbs and all you could do is comment on what your opinion is rather than correcting yourself and living life the way you want to live do you find yourself in a desperate hole of isolation and judging others find out what makes you you go live that life whether it's a job or not whether it's a relationship or not and prepare stop judging others and make sure that you're doing what's designed for you Period, point blank. Love that, love that. Got to hear from the married couple now. Y'all was the stars of the show today. Yes, indeed. All right, man, I could care less what anybody thinks. I could care less if they, if they want to be happy in their life or what they think about my life. I'm living my life for me, my wife, and not my kids, but they are the benefactor of my decisions that I make today. They get, they get the benefits from it. But I'm not living for them. I'm living for my wife. We we finna have fun. We had kids early. We we sacrificed early. And now we 33 and we got 17 year old and our kids about gone. So all my decisions are based on us doing better in life. I want us to grow and prosper and have fun. We we are gonna be irresponsible in a couple of years. <laughs> so that, that's what I am looking forward to. I have never had a paycheck in my life without having a child. So I've never not been responsible. Wow. It, it's just part of the game. So I worked my whole life. I seen somebody put in the comments, they said, oh, four kids and you lost money with one income? Cause I'm built different. And guess what I did? I went out, I said, okay, I lost this money, what I'm gonna do? 
shit, I started a detailing service and made like made like two thousand dollars in a week. And and that wasn't a full time thing. I just had to get some money back. Man, I'm I'm gonna get it no matter what. I don't need no pity from my mistakes, and I also don't need you'd be happy when I'm successful because you aren't the reason I'm doing this. She is, and I am. I don't. It don't bother me. Hey, damn, tell tell them what your uh what your son just received coming out of high school. What's that? Tell them what your what your high school football quarterback son just received. Just received? Yeah. Oh, you talking about his uh? You talking about his offers? Some full yeah. rides to go play quarterback. Yeah, he got some full rides to go play quarterback, and we had a kid in ninth grade and. He also is the number two quarterback of all times in passing yards at that school, but and he didn't get to play but one year. <laughs> so I really, yeah, he only got to start one year because the coach's son and all that. But it is what it is. But he, nobody can still dim his light. You can't let nobody dim your light. Every time you get an opportunity to be successful, you got to knock it out of the park. It don't matter. You just got to knock it out. Well, I can honestly say one, why why focus on what anybody say? They're gonna judge no matter what. Actually, it's good for them to judge because you know they're paying attention. There's something in there, they're hearing it. Um, two, <laughs> at the same time, they judge God. So it's no difference from their own from anybody else. Um, I always stay focused and not on what anyone say, but focus on the blueprint. And that's why I feel like females or women, whoever that even men, whoever is in that house, you're keeping the focus that the world is doing to that person or whoever you're keeping the focus of to, to tell them, hey, it's okay. We're not focused on that. Let's let's bring it back because they're still not stopping what you got going on, no matter what it is at all. So continue to work and do what you do and, and move forward from there because at the end of the day, they're watching, they're gonna see. Your fail, your goods, your higher when you down, up, and all that. They they gonna see it, and it's okay as long as you continue to move forward and keep going. I love it. I love it. Yes, indeed. Yes, and man, man, I just want to say, man. Yeah, man. I, you know, I just want to say, man, we got a we got a wonderful show coming up on first time home buyers. And mm. I'm I'm excited about that, oh, because next Thursday, right? Next Thursday, yeah, it'll be next Thursday. Um, we're gonna be talking about first time homebuyers. Why it's so important is because there's so many tools and resources out there for people to start building wealth and putting themselves in the best position, and not just build wealth in a way where you're, you know, as 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 a solitary component, but also put yourself in the best situation in terms of being able to. To, to get that debt at a cheaper price, at a cheaper price. And uh, that is something that's, that's a new phenomenon that, we, that we're witnessing take place. And uh, a lot of us have not been privy to, oh, a lot of us haven't been privy to that. Right. And so we're going to be definitely diving deep on that. I think everybody, whether you own a home or you own several homes, you need to make sure that you're in the building when we had that conversation on first-time homebuyers. Because the things that you're going to hear, I can promise you, you've probably never heard of before. Um, because there's a lot of tools uh, and things that are available for the people to set themselves up for true financial success uh, if done correctly and implemented properly. So um, 
Yeah, I, I can't wait to uh, have that conversation. What's your thoughts on that, though? I'm excited as well because, you know, at the end of the day, we need to learn how to buy houses right. We need to know exactly what we're doing. Stop moving off emotion. Move up with intelli- intelligence. Because when you buy a house off emotion, most times you buy it way more than the, the true value of it. So we need to know exactly what we're looking at, not putting all our um, all our everything we have into our realtors. We need to be educated ourselves and make better decisions for ourselves and our family. Because there's too many times that people buying houses and they buying it way more than it's worth because you fall in love with the house, but you don't even think about the numbers. You don't think about you overpaying. You know what I'm saying? So you need to move right, get more educated, and I'm definitely excited about it because we're going to learn how to use the same money that we have to pay off the house faster. Like, why, why would you want a mortgage on your house if you don't have to have it? And you have the same amount of income. We also need to know that when we get pre-approvals, you know, maybe pre-approved from 200 to 260, just because it say the 260 number on that don't mean you can truly afford it. Stick in your area, you stick in your lane, and uh, make sure you have money to actually keep the house, take care of the house. You know, that's, that's my thoughts about that. But I'm definitely excited about it. Absolutely. Man, listen. Yes, sir. We're going be we're gonna be back Thursday. Make sure you tap in with us. Um, Same you know, time. and make sure you share it out and hit the like button, damn it! Yeah, hit the like button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah come on, man. We, we had a hundred people and we ain't got fifty likes. Why y'all don't like hitting the like button? It's free, man. It's free. It's so make free, sure uh, y'all tune in next Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, six thirty Central, eight a.m. Make sure look, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you know every time we live. And look, if you want to be a part of the family, hit the uh, join button next to the subscribe button. They got three different levels. They got Trailblazer, Visionary, and Legacy. Whichever one fits with, you, with, with your uh, situation, man, just click one, join the family, man. We're excited to have you. That being said, man, we out. And What's not up, hit the like Most button. people struggle with sales. A lot of us in real estate, and we struggle with our sales. We struggle with follow We struggle with leads. And we're just basically missing out on deals. For me, I just got on Taskify CRM. They send messages out for you. And look, a lot of us have work. When you get off of work, you have hot leads ready for you. Make sure you check out Taskify CRM. I'm telling you, it automatically replies for you. And look, it sends you multiple messages. Like we're talking about drip, drip campaigns, so you're not missing up on the lead follow-up. So make sure you check out Taskify CRM. Use coupon code NoStingyEnergy to get 10% off. I'm about to show you all inside my CRM so I can see how it really works. Make sure you check it out. Peace.